Is this real? Is this happening? Hi! Guys, we're back! It is year three, Legends of the Internet. We are back with a brand new season. And by the way, for all those of you listening to the uh, YouTube version, I'm going to be playing some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as we're doing this. So it'll be giving you guys something to watch as we talk. But guys, we are back with another season. It is time to talk about Pro Jared. And specifically the controversy that happened earlier this year and his recent video that we just, uh, we've been lied to. So we will be covering every single portion of this story that's been going on. And I just wanted to say my name is Deanie for those of you that uh, wanted to know who's going to be hosting this particular episode of Legends. Uh, I want to say that Ghosty here has officially become the new member of the show and is going to be a regular cast member now. So that's why she's going to be with me throughout the course of this season. Hi, Ghosty. Hi. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm Madam Ghosty, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm here to have some fun or maybe, I don't know, not, some, not so fun with some stuff that we're going to talk about. But you know what? It's it's gonna be fun anyway. So <laughs> yeah, she's been very excited about this. I mean, we uh, we've had her on uh, Untold Legends once when we did creepy pastas, but now yeah, she's now gonna be talking about Pro Jared today along with me. And Sugi's gonna be coming on later eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a big fan of Pro Jared. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Pro Jared is a video game streamer. He is popular. Not as popular as he was when he first started out. He was originally a guy on Screw Attack. This is going all the way back 10 years ago. So he's been around this business for a decade on YouTube. Um, mostly did game reviews, and it garnered a lot of a certain amount of attention. And then he had a, like a small fan base when he started his own YouTube channel. And then eventually, what happened was he started becoming more popular as time went on because people just liked his content. And I remember there was like a specific tweet going back to, I think, to like one or two years ago that said, finally, after almost a decade of being on YouTube, he's got over a million subscribers and he finally earned that YouTube play button. So he was enjoying a little bit of success and he got married to a girl named Heidi, who's a elf girl. Uh, that's what she calls herself on Twitter. Uh, cosplayer. And... Let's just say that their marriage was not working out so much. Uh, Heidi actually, earlier this year, back in May, posted something on her personal Facebook account regarding a d potential divorce. And so Jared got a little, um, shall we say, concerned about the fact that people may have seen this. So he decided to put out a statement on his personal Twitter page. And we're going to go to that right now. So he said, this is what he said. I am deeply sorry to anyone who has seen the accusations, literal or unwanted photos that my fo Oh, wait, no, this isn't it. Uh, it's okay, this is oh, later okay. on, my bad. Uh, let me go to the other one. Oh, here it is. Sorry, guys. Uh, my wife Heidi and I have filed for divorce. I know this may come as surprising and upsetting for many of you, but... Know that we do this so that we may both seek happiness for ourselves. During this time, you may see a lot of rumors, speculation, and gossip going around. I ask that you make your own observations and come to your own conclusions. 
I will add that this decision was reached after extensive individual therapy on my part and couples therapy together. With that said, this is all I plan on stating publicly regarding this matter. Heidi's privacy, mental well-being, and discretion has always been and will remain my biggest priority through all of this. It is my hope that we will both exit this marriage with style and grace. I plan on continuing to do everything I can on my part to make this happen. Thank you for understanding, patience, kindness, and respect for our privacy. Now, I do want to mention that right at that point in there where it says, it is my hope that we both exit this marriage with style and grace. You know what that says, Ghosty? Yes. <laughs> I think, yeah. Wow, what is it? <laughs> uh it's i mean some people probably would say that's a jinx or something because uh knowing what happens uh later with everything <laughs> well i'll tell you what it signifies uh, it signifies that uh, yeah i know that it signifies that heidi is going to be responding to this because here's what happened uh yes jared blocked heidi from his twitter account Oh, okay. Why, when he I did not know that. When he posted this statement, so she couldn't see it. So Uh-huh, okay. So that is what started this whole mess. So Heidi goes aboard and says, Hey guys, listen, I'm going to be talking about this. I have been cheated on by Jared with Commander Holly, who was the ex-wife of Ross, who's a part of Game Grumps. And, yes, yep. And there was this little thing going around that they've been uh, seeing each other behind Heidi's back. That was the general consensus when it first came out. And right then and there, we started seeing a bunch of different things. In fact, I'm going to be pulling up. Hold on. Let me pause the game for a second so that I can show you so that I can read exactly what she said. Okay. So at first she said, and recently learned that my husband, Pro Jared, has been fucking Holly Conrad behind my back for months. I have no idea what announcement he just made because he blocked me. And it goes further to say, I have proof, explicit conversations and photographs of their relationship, which he extensively lied to me about on many occasions. He was promising me that he was committed to our relationship at the time and promising her he was breaking up with me. He went so far as to blame me for being suspicious and making him feel like a bad person by questioning his loyalty. He gaslit me for months, insisting that he had the bare minimum interactions with her and didn't even like her. Meanwhile, they were having sex. Uh, I'm assuming that was in caps. <laughs> yes, that's what I do when caps are said. Uh, okay. <laughs> but Jared tried very, very hard to make me feel responsible for everything that's gone wrong in our relationship. He technically broke up with me in February, insisting that the only thing wrong with our marriage was me, insisting that he had tried to make things work. He was unable to confess to his infidelity, even when presented with proof. He squirmed in denial until the last minute, getting angry and defensive instead of apologetic. I believe he was compartmentalized his feelings or memories to suppress his guilt. He's very convincing. I have spent the last year in near isolation, ostracized from Jared's friend group because he made it clear to me that I was not welcome around them even when we were still together. He had to keep me separate to keep up to his lies. 
and even then continuing. Um, he told his friends a version of events that omits his infidelity and portrays me as an aggressive and unreasonable person. As though I'm randomly angry and upset all the time for no reason at all, it's because he's abusing me. His statement is nothing more than an attempt to silence me before I can reveal anything. I gave him the opportunity to make a statement about his infidelity before I did. I told him it would be less embarrassing for him if he was honest with his own friends first. He declined. I'm honestly shocked that he posted this today because it's so blatantly selfish. This isn't a mutual statement in any way. I did tell him I wouldn't sign an NDA regarding his behavior. I suffered enough to sell him my dignity too. And she also... She also alleged that Jared was soliciting nudes from his fans because, for those of you that don't know, Jared had a secret Tumblr called Sin Jared. And because of that, people were going off and sending him nudes. And at first, they made it seem as if it was a body positive or sex positive deal. No, I don't know. Is that something that uh, seems uh, sex positive to you, Ghosty? Um, no, not really. I think um, I have I have a lot of thoughts on the whole thing because it is, I don't know. It it's pretty complicated uh, for me. But clearly, when you're putting yourself in a position where you can get explicit images. From your fans, I mean, that's a bad idea for everybody involved. That's that's just that's what I think about it because, you know what? They're they're probably gonna get you know you in trouble if you're doing this, and you know you're, it's it's not teaching them good things clearly. Um, and I I did um, watch the response video that he made and as well as um a response to the response by um ethan klein and uh gila and it's like you know i i do kind of understand what they're saying because you know he did say in that video uh you know i i only wanted consent for everything that was going on but <laughs> Some people are not going to be completely honest, and you really can't take people's word on that. But, um, yeah, that's what I have to say so far. Yeah, and <laughs> he also didn't uh, – we'll, we'll get to that later because – Yes, um, yeah. As I'm trying to – but the the whole point is is that, yes, this idea of it came out, and then Heidi said, hey, if anybody's got any stories about this, uh, please share on this thread. And, of course, everybody started posting – like different experiences that they had with the Sin Jared thing. And even including two underage boys who made allegations that he was soliciting nudes to underage boys. And mm -hmm. there was no way for um, us to know if that was the case or not because, you know, anybody can make things up online. But. Yes. So after that, what happened was. There was a little bit of, um, let's just say there was a little bit of a response from Jared a few weeks later, I want to say. And this is what he had to say, and this is what he wrote on Twitter. He put up a little picture. 
He says, I'm deeply sorry to anyone who has seen the accusations, vitriol, or unwanted photos that my former partner, Heidi, and others have been posting online since last Wednesday, Wednesday, May 8th, 2019. The truth is that Heidi and my marriage has been in a bad place for some time. I never wanted any of those details to become public for both Heidi and my mental well-being, but they have, and the accusations being made now must be addressed. A few years ago, Heidi asked me if we could be in an open, polyamorous marriage. I recognize now that this request and my willingness to go along with it was an unhealthy attempt to solve deeper issues that have developed within our marriage. Heidi has taken several casual partners, not true, uh, and has been in a more serious relationship with another partner since 2017. Again, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, whether done to make her own actions feel justified or because she genuinely believed it would help me build self-esteem, Heidi suggested that I also engage with other women. Heidi encouraged me to tell Holly that I was developing feelings for her, but when I did, things changed with Heidi. She became angry and vindictive and did not want me to see or speak with Holly anymore. Uh, she called me a cheater and claimed that I was destroying our marriage because of my affair, even though she continued to have other relationships with other partners. I never wanted to destroy our marriage, and I spent months after that doing what I could to repair it through couples therapy and extensive individual therapy. Now, Heidi responded to that right away, actually. And mm -hmm. she said, well, I've already seen screenshots of Jared's last statements. Just count the number of times he says Heidi compared to addressing his actions. I'm shocked that he's still even still trying. This is full of misdirection and lies. He says he only acted with my approval, and this is nothing sort of bullshit. It's legitimately insane. I told him in no uncertain terms that I was not comfortable with polyamory after he proved he cannot be transparent with me. Countless people couldn't corroborate this. It's true that I knew from the start that he and Holly were interested in each other. I called him out in January 2018. I said, address this because I'm not blind and I'm not an idiot. I wasn't comfortable with it. I was just trying very, very hard to accept my husband. Holly is the reason our open relationship didn't work. Because she told Jared that she only had feelings for him, despite being married at the time. And my response to that was, holy shit, absolutely not. If Jared wants to keep any of this private, he's welcome to stop gaslighting me and shifting blame for everything he has absolutely unequivocally done. Because there's evidence far and wide. His statement admits he was with Holly. Well, she had blocked me and was vague tweeting vitriol about me for months. So which part of that was I aware and proving of, Jared? Even with Holly out of the equation, I was completely aware of him having sexual interactions with fans after late 2017. And the reason I thought it ended then was because I demanded he end it because it's unacceptable. So just to give a little bit of backstory on that. Yeah, yeah. He, um, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just going to say, I, uh, I, uh, back when it uh, all of this surfaced, I did read, um, the thread of tweets and replies, uh, or most of the replies that she had answered with for people. Um, and there was a lot of it there. There was a lot, uh, that she had said. Um, and of course, whenever something like this happens, I try to be, very wary. I'm not going to immediately side with one person or the other, you know, because clearly, you know, there are two sides to every story. Um, but there was, she was clearly very, very emotional about this. Um, and you could see that in the 
sheer amount of tweets that she had posted there. So that's all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, but and to get to that point, uh, I do want to say, even though there is two sides to every story, uh, I do want to say sometimes one side is actually the truth, and sometimes people can lie in their versions. And what I'm going to explain mm -hmm. later on when we get to this, this has been a particular instance. The two sides to every story does not apply in this particular situation, and I'll explain further when we get to it. But mm -hmm. when it gets to the original meaning for the whole body positive thing, that's what it was meant mm -hmm. to be at first. It's like, oh, hey, uh, for example, Ghosty, uh, show me what you look like, and then we'll be like, oh, hey, yes, I mean, it's cool. It's totally acceptable to be it is. You're perfect just the way you are type of deal. But it, mm -hmm. it evolved more into, oh, I'm getting off on this. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I no, I definitely would not be comfortable with that myself. No. And obviously Heidi wasn't comfortable with that because its original intent was just yeah. to be body and sex positive. And then, of course, Jared is – there's one point where a, a person a, – a, a girl said, like, I'm not drunk enough yet, but I'll totally send you tit pics. And he's and, – Yeah, and yeah. you could definitely tell that he was getting off on that type of stuff. It's like, oh, send nudes, that type of deal. And – He's right. not comfortable with that. So that's why it's like, oh, dude, what the hell are you doing? It's like, I told you mm -hmm. not, to, I, I told you not to go this far. And she even, she even mentions later on in a tweet, like, I'll give him an inch and he'll just go a mile. So, I mean, that's one of the mm -hmm. reasons why the whole polyamorous thing happened. Because it's like, okay, uh, monogamy's not working for us. Let's try, let's try being polygamous. Mm -hmm. And, of course, with some boundaries, because remember, there's always like there's always boundaries in any type of relationship you do. So as long yeah. as, as long as you stay committed. To, so in her situation, Heidi said, all right, you can see other girls, but just remember that, you know, this relationship that we're in is like our the biggest priority. And, you know, let's just make sure that we don't go too overboard with our partners. And a lot of times polyamorous relationships do work. I mean, it's just a matter of, okay, you're setting boundaries with your partners. You're not violating them in any way. And, you know, you're having whatever fun or you can accept there's like another piece of love in there. And as long as it works, I mean, it definitely shows that I, I've, I've known a few people that have tried it and it does work. Uh, somebody that was in business for about 30 years decided to have a, um, besides his wife, he decided to have an, a mer an another partner. And she was totally cool with it, and I think they're still doing it to this day. So it can be done, uh, but Jared just took it too far with Commander Holly there because they went a little too far. Because Yeah, from from the sound of it, that is kind of what it was verging on. Um, it was just kind of, you know, the boundaries were not being respected there for her, um, for um, the partner. <laughs> so. Yeah, because... Here's my here's my thoughts on this. So Jared found another woman that he can manipulate pretty much. That's the way that I viewed it. Because Jared has this tendency to be very narcissistic. And and, and you'll and as you saw in that uh, as when I was reading before about, you know, how she's constantly saying, "Look, I apologize if anybody thought this was bad, but here's the problem. Uh Heidi, Heidi this, Heidi, Heidi that." And he's like, "It's all Heidi, yeah. it's Heidi." Um that's good. It's almost trying to say, like, I'm the victim here, and I, I 
Holly's the one, and Heidi's the one that's really doing this. Heidi's the one that's really being the abuser. Heidi's the one that's really uh, making me feel miserable. Heidi's the one that's doing all this to me. And of course, people are going to believe him right away because he's pro Jared. You, you have a tendency when you're famous, you know, people are going to take your side a lot more than they are going to do a, a person that they never met before. Why do you think most of these people don't like it when they get a celebrity that they enjoy gets um, me tooed? Yes, and um, because a lot of the times with uh, famous YouTubers, when you're watching their content day after day, you feel like, you know, not fully, of course, but you feel sometimes as if you know them and if you as if you trust them. But clearly, nobody knows everything that's going on and they should not pretend to know. Uh, so, yeah, that's I would kind of just, you know, I would encourage people to be a little bit wary about things like that, but of course, it doesn't always work that way. No. Because if they're a fan of somebody, they do still want to be their fan. Yeah, and we'll talk more about his narcissistic tendencies in a little bit when it comes to the You've Been Lied To video, as I definitely saw a lot mm -hmm. of that in there. But when it comes to this idea that, okay, well, me trying to manipulate Heidi's not really working, me trying to gaslight is really not that working. Let me, I mean, Holly has been 100% like totally supportive of me. And you see this in any narcissistic relationship where the, where the, one, per, where the one person it will never take any blame for anything that happens. They always try to blame the other person. Um, and I think Holly is a lot more reserved and not as outspoken mm -hmm. as Heidi is. So she was willy fooling to accept everything that Jared told her. Um, of course, mm -hmm. there's one thing that Holly did mention is that she wasn't a fan of the whole uh, Sin Jared thing. He said that was inappropriate. Probably shouldn't have done that. But other than that, she's mm -hmm. been 100% defensive of her, including this little tweet thread that we're going to talk about. By the way, okay. wait, but by the way, which uh, Mario Kart character should I play next? Oh, uh, Boo. <laughs> oh, of course. You want it to be King Boo? <laughs> oh, there's actually... It's actually King Boo. Uh, oh. I, I can't pick any. Yeah. I, there's no other boos. <laughs> there's only King Boo. Yes. Every boo is King Boo. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So as I'm I'm going to put King Boo in a Mercedes really quick. No, no. I don't have the Mercedes Ooh. car yet, but I'll give it Mercedes tires. Um, anyway. Okay. So Holly, after, after Jared decided that he wasn't going to put out anything else besides that and not really defend himself all that well. Holly decided to defend Jared on his behalf. So as we go into this, here's what she said. For the past year, I've been trying to help someone I care about leave an abusive relationship. Obviously saying that Heidi is the abuser here. I'm telling my story with the receipts I can legally share with no hate and no vindictiveness. I just need to bring the truth to light regarding Heidi and Jared. These tweets are not meant to spread hate, so please do not use them to bully Heidi or Jared. Okay, I know people like to make these statements, and they need to understand that no matter what you say, people are going to do it anyway. Uh, unfortunately, yes, that is a lot of the time that still will happen. You can't, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. People are going to be so supportive no. of... People are going to be totally supportive of Jared, and regardless of what you say, they're going to be like, I do not care. <laughs> yes. 
what I've experienced for the past 10 days, I do not wish on anyone. I encourage you to spread healing instead of hate. Well, I, I'll say that right now. Uh, Holly is not really spreading healing in terms of this thread. It sounds more of a bitterness towards Heidi because she was outspoken about this. Mm-hmm. I have not spoken out sooner because on May 9th this year, I checked myself into a hospital because I was having self-harming thoughts. Okay, that's I, – I, I feel bad for her with this because, yeah, I mean I know that I, – I will say this. She is really trying to definitely heal. And, I mean, of course, the healing process takes a very long time. And with her trying to do this – uh, it, it takes mm-hmm. a very long time to heal, but, you know, trying to do this is still a part of her old way of thinking. But, you know, those self-harming thoughts are really bad because, I mean, she knows she messed up. She knows. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. she took it way to the extreme. And I, you know, I'm glad that she didn't go to a point where it ended up becoming like Etika because that would have been totally bad. But. Yeah, no, it would have. And I, um, I think. A uh, a good choice that she made, I think, was that she took a break from social media following this. Um, and I'm glad that she did that because, you know, you never know what could have gotten worse um, there. But she says, I'm not ashamed of this at all. It was the right thing to do and I was safe there. It's okay to ask for mental help when you need it. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It also helps. Yes. Uh, I heard about Keemstar coverage while in the hospital and made this an art therapy. You have to be able to laugh at some aspects of this. And in the picture, it says Side Ho, Keemstar 2019. Because apparently Keemstar is not a fan of having a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm going to be trying to get Hisugi into this really quickly. Um, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, guys, Hisugi is a huge fan of this uh, particular person. And... We wanted to get her on, but she apparently wasn't going to be able to make it until much later. And for some reason, it is not going through. Oh, wait. Sorry, everybody. I'll cut this part out in the podcast version. Uh, yep. Oh, sorry. I can't add her for some reason. Oh, wait. There it is. Oh. Sorry. Oh, yep. No, we got it. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to see if we can get her in. But anyway, let me continue. Um, okay. Yep. Before going forward, I want to make clear that I do not approve of any influencer exchanging nudes with fans. That behavior is an abuse of power, and that is never okay. Pro Jeremy, poor decisions. Yes, he did. Uh, that said, I have mm-hmm. been—I have seen relevant receipts which prove that Pro Jared confirmed the consent and ages of those individuals he interacted with. Uh, those accusations have legal ramifications for all involved, and for that reason, no one can comment on them or share information publicly. Uh, this makes it difficult to speak out. Please know that I do not expect everyone to believe me, but it's not justice to treat every accusation as a conviction. Oddly enough, people can lie on the internet and omit information, as we'll talk about um, later on. 
P.S. If you're a consenting adult who swaps nudes with other consenting adults, then post those nudes on the internet without consent. That is called revenge porn, which is a felony in 48 states. Yes, because pictures of uh, Jared's dick came out. And ho right, and thank right. thankfully we have not seen it. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I have not. Okay, I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yep, no thanks. Uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in early 2018, Heidi told Jared she wanted him to explore his feelings for me. She was enjoying the advantages of an open relationship, including a long-term boyfriend, which, by the way, Heidi has said that she kept this uh, relationship with this person as a secondary. It wasn't the main focus. Um, she wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm just going to be with this other person and ignore Jared. Um, that was not the case from what Heidi was saying. But she, mm -hmm. but no, she did encourage her to, you know, express her feelings. But, you know, they took it too far because they it was more of the focus on Holly instead of Heidi, which was not the original contract that they so that social contract they made so she's like i don't want to do polyamorous anymore because you broke my trust pretty much um mm -hmm. on february 7 2018 jared took me on a walk despite having uh, heidi's full permission to do more all we did was talk about our feelings jared and i were transparent about our discussion with both heidi and all others involved with the situation i don't know when jared started having feelings but i didn't realize that i had them at all until then it was like being pushed into ice water. I've talked about being asexual for years. I never expected to have feelings, and it was terrifying. All right, so you know what, Ghosty? I will say to you right now that this is when the manipulation kicked in. Mm, okay. For him trying to get Holly to be sort of feel like okay i guess i'm gonna be trying to get more involved with jared even though this feels uncomfortable because i've been asexual for so long i mean just look at the way she talked about it she was terrified i mean the outlying statement right there is i've been in as an asex but this was at a point when she's married but you could be married and still have an asexual relationship it's totally possible yes, yes. that's what people mm -hmm. needed to understand when i saw the reaction videos to like what Holly was saying, it's like, how can you have a marriage with a asexual and at the same time? It's like, I don't know, dude. I mean, you got to be able to at least know people or at least understand that people are going to have different experiences. Just because it's different for you doesn't mean that everybody's going to go through the same thing you do. Right. And, you know, that isn't to say that um, people who are asexual, that doesn't mean that they don't. You know, that doesn't mean that they don't love somebody or that they can't love somebody. That's, you know, because, yes, everybody's experience is going to be different. And I don't think that's really an argument that somebody can make against uh, that. So, yeah. And you can have a relationship with no sex. Yeah. It's totally plausible. Now, mm -hmm. for some people, that may not be a lot of fun, but for some, it is. I mean, I used to be asexual yeah. for for most of well, most of high school so yeah i mean you know it's like when you're in a relationship with somebody you know that's communication boundaries all of that is very important and uh you know if they're comfortable with whatever they're comfortable with and they agree to it then you know fine um so yeah yeah <laughs> all right hold on i gotta pause the game so i can read the rest 
Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Even though Jared and I had a long-standing professional and platonic relationship, Heidi never wanted us to speak again. She became extremely jealous and vindictive. Both Jared and I were scared of her. Heidi was so angry, I wanted Jared to assure me that she had consented. He sent me a screenshot. If it makes it easier for you, I will quietly go into the bedroom. You have full permission to do anything you want, and I am fine and will continue to be fine. I tried to apologize multiple times to Heidi. I tried gifts and words, but nothing was enough for her. I wasn't even sure what I was apologizing for. I just wanted to make her feel better and not be angry. But there was nothing I could do or say. She continued to be enraged. I conveyed to her that I was happy to just be friends and professional colleagues with Jared. Her response was a fit of rage. Later in February of 2018, she called me from Jared's number and howled, I want my husband to think of me, not you during sex. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, so there might have been a time when he called out Holly's name, which is not a good sign. Especially if, if yeah. especially considering if you guys like decided not to do the poly aunt relationship anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I know they are all you know uh, willingly making this public, but I think that is that is one detail I kind of wish wasn't on the internet because oh boy. Anyway, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a personal thing. I mean, I right. I, it's I, just you know, I whether they felt it or not, I don't know. I get secondhand embarrassment very easily so oh, i don't know and that's usually the know. and that's usually the person that is viewing that and i don't necessarily think that it's good for people looking on the outside to be like oh why is this public well, it's like well if you don't care that much about it i mean look these are three people that are going through three different things and you have to understand that they're not oh, yeah. yeah they're not thinking about what you're feeling right now and that's not and that's not their responsibility to be doing that either I, I need. I, yeah, uh, that, that is true. Yeah, people. That is true. Yeah, people need to stop with that. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even though Jared and I had not been physical at all, which is a lie, according to Heidi, they had sex multiple times behind her back, even after the way they were told not to do the poly relationship. Uh, Heidi called me from Jared's phone and screamed at me. I asked her what she wanted me to do, telling her I would do anything to help her feel better. All she did was scream, "Go away!" Um, I hung up on Heidi in fear and texted at Jared that he needed to leave this abusive relationship. After experiencing her wrath, I turned my concern to Jared's safety. At that point, I knew communicating with her wouldn't work. Jared and I went long stretches of time afraid to communicate outside of our D&D game. Heidi openly fantasized about ruining our D&D show because it meant so much to us. She would use a threat to control him. He would send her texts when he was scared. Not wanting the marriage and her control to end, Heidi constantly threatened Jared, saying that she would ruin him, publicly accuse him of being a cheater and being an abuser if, she, if he went through the divorce. Uh, Jared's friends witnessed Heidi's abuse. They watched Heidi scream at Jared at parties, at conventions, on planes, and in his own home. There was more than one intervention to encourage him to separate from her. They were scared for Jared's safety. After four attempts to separate, involving all kinds of therapists and lawyers, Heidi only agreed to move out after she illegally obtained pictures and texts that she could use as leverage for her revenge campaign against Jared and myself. Uh, Jared did not divorce Heidi on Twitter. Heidi made the first post regarding their relationship ending as it was, okay, so this is going back to the whole Facebook thing. Uh, let me scroll down a little bit. When Jared responded to mm -hmm. Heidi's Facebook post neutrally, she enacted the vengeance and she'd been planning for a long time. 
She lied about not being poly and approving of the nudes. She slut-shamed me. She did not mention her long-term boyfriend or threats. Uh, on Facebook, Heidi called what she did a public execution of Jared and was incredibly hard for me to experience. Seeing the internet rally around Jared's abuser to mercilessly harass both of us with no evidence behind Jan Heidi's words, it put me in a dark spot. Jared's friends who knew the details of the abuse and had urged him to leave bravely spoke out to defend him but were quickly vaporized by the one-sided misinformed hate machine Heidi had activated. By the way, let me just say that right now. The response from Jared's friends was not as strong as uh, Holly's making it out because they did not go out and defend him the way that they should have if this was really the case. Because the way that I saw mm -hmm. it was, what was it, Peanut Butter Gamer only said one sentence in the entire defense of Jared. And, you know, if that's going to be your friends defending you, that's not good. And, of course... Mom mentality is never good, but you have to understand something. A, a person's a, – a friend's recollection of stuff that had happened is going to be more important to get to, to people's heads than just saying one word set or just like a one sentence and not being able to really defend your friend here. I mean if that was like to say if something, right. hap if something happened with Ghosty and I knew that Ghosty was going to be um, – experiencing some backlash over something and if i knew it wasn't true i would be defending her every day of the week and i'd be i would be putting yeah. like a lot of um context in there too so that people understood what's really happening right yeah i uh yeah i i don't know uh too much of the response from others other than you know the three main people involved i uh didn't I didn't read up on those, but, uh, yeah, from, from, from what you're saying, you know, they, they weren't very, uh, you know, they were not rushing to his aid there. No. In fact, most so, of them were like, nope, not getting involved, not touching this. Right. right. Yep. I, I did, you know, it did seem like certain people, uh, didn't really respond, but they did not really want to weigh in. So. No, of course not. Because I mean, look. It is not easy to – people are just trying to worry about their careers at this point, mm -hmm. I think, at, at the same time. It's like, oh, you were associated yeah. with this person? It's like, why why put yourself through that? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, let me get into the next thing she said. Uh Meanwhile, Heidi p gloated on Facebook, bragging that she had been retweeted by Perez Hilton, joking that Jared was more famous now than ever because of her accusations, and, think and drinking white Zinfandel. Adding insult to injury, she tried to steal his gold play button. Which, by the way, um, this idea of her, like, feeling, uh, like, that she's like, oh my god, I'm getting all these viewers because I'm taking down. No, here's what it really is. This is her feeling, oh my god, there's people out there that really support me during this tough time that I'm going through. And this is a way it's like, oh, people are understanding that, yes, I have been abused. And it's great to know that there are people out there that support me and my reason to want to leave this relationship. So I'm saying right oh, now. Oh, yes. That's saying right there. I mean, this is really coming from some bitterness right there. I mean, first of all, it's like, oh, I'm drinking white Zinfandel. Okay, that's not really... That's really just now attacking her character, and it's like, 
And as far as the stealing the golden play button, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, yes, I mean, that's really not a good thing to do. But you got to remember something. Uh, Heidi is not thinking rationally right now during this particular time. Um, as, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as Holly is trying to make it seem as though she's this, Holly is just trying to make herself look like a, a very logical person through all this. Like, oh, hey, I just meant to do this and this. I mean, people are going to paint themselves that way. So in a defense, it's a defense of Jared, but at the same time, it's a defense of her because she's going to be looking. I mean, let me look. Keemstar called her a side hoe for a reason um, because people are going to have that perception of her. So she's trying to, like, say, like, look, it was merely there was nothing that sexual going on, even though there was. Um, so mm-hmm. she's it, it just comes off that way. And Heidi will have a lot more to say in her things as we go forward. Right. Yep. And I I do agree that uh, uh, from what she said through how long this has been going on, it is understandable that she is very emotional about this. And you can see that, like I said, in the amount of tweets that she put out about this and just the way that she speaks. It, that's exactly, you know, how she's saying what she is feeling through this. So, um, you know, that that's coming from, a, you know, a deep place, I think. So, yeah. And also, um, let's see, we got the next thing that she said, which was, uh, uh, if Heidi truly felt that she had to flee her abuser. Would she ever go back to the house of the person she claims abused her? Jared paid for movers, and they already finished by then. Survivors typically avoid their abusers out of real fear the way Jared has and I have. Okay. Here's what we need to talk about with this. Mm-hmm. Because she's misconstruing what this abuse really is. She's making it seem as though this was a very that having a mental abusive relationship is the same as having a physical abusive relationship. Because if you are constantly being physically abused by your partner, then yes, a lot of times you will leave. But mental abuse is a lot different because narcissists have this thing called gaslighting. And gaslighting really makes you feel as though you're not really sane in your thoughts your narcissist will make you think that oh everything you're saying is not true uh they'll question your sanity they'll think all these things about you and then of course boom it just goes right into okay then i'm gonna stay with them because i think that okay i'm not really in the right state of mind to really think that uh these being like abusive to me in a sense so there i mean people are gonna tend to stay a lot more in a mentally abusive relationships because of that i mean it happens Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, And of course, sometimes there is, you know, a combination of both of those. Uh, But yeah, it's it's not a good thing. Um. All right. So let's see. Uh, Beyond the satisfaction of revenge, uh, Heidi received 100,000 new Twitter followers by publicly and falsely accusing me of ruining their marriage and labeling Jared as an abuser. She began using the attention from the crisis to promote herself. Again, going into this whole, oh my god, I have a lot of people supporting me now because of this. She's making it seem like, oh, she's just trying to, you know, gain notoriety. Which, she's not even doing anymore right now. I mean, she's got, I mean, Heidi is not once, I don't think, has ever 
really come off as, oh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, my ego's going to get bigger, and now I'm going to be like this huge big thing. No, she never once used it to gain money at all. She's just like, I'm talking about this because it happened. That's it. That's a, that, that's not yep, the way as, people feel. As far as I've seen, I mean, th- that does seem to be the case. You know, she just uh, is, you know, kind of pouring her heart out about all of this. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe some people didn't see it that way. I, I don't know. But it's, yeah, it is, it is a lot that she is... Um, talking about here yeah so and then holly ends with this this experience has fundamentally changed my relationship to the internet i'm still here still putting myself out there but it's never going to be the same heartfelt thanks to everyone who didn't comment cheater and whore on my posts Hmm. Ah, okay so yes that uh yeah that no matter what that i'm sure that did happen a lot so but it's, I mean, look, I, I, in a lot of ways, it's, it's, it's tough for Holly because she was put into this situation. And like I said, I really feel that Jared manipulated her into becoming more a part of it and getting more sexual with it. And this is her way. And, you know, she bought into it. And now she's defending her so-called lover at this point. I mean, she still has feelings for him for a sense. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, when you it would, you know, you could try to defend somebody all you want, but you have to be able to make sure that there's some context into what they're saying. I mean, this is not a case of where you have to constantly defend the person that you're in a tribe or a club with. You know, I mean, I, there's, right. some, you know, there's certain things that I've. I mean, I'm not going to share any personal stories with any of my friends, but you know, there were some things where I was like, okay, you probably shouldn't have done that. In a sense, because, you know, there's not a lot of subtext in there. Just You just come off as bad when you do that. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. they were wrong in that situation. But, in any case, Heidi responded to this. Practically immediately after she saw this from Holly. And boy, did mm-hmm. she, and boy, did she get into it. I mean, she had a lot to say. And she defended herself really well, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely okay. had some good tweets here. So, let me get started on that. Uh, let's see. Okay, Holly's Twitter thread is full of lies. She's exaggerating, twisting details, and taking Jared's words on a lot of stuff and running with it. But most importantly, the heart of her argument is, I was just helping my friend leave his awful wife by having sex with him. Uh, as far as I can tell, the whole point of these poses is to make me look bad. She's not adding clarity to her decision to secretly sleep with a married man. She's just saying, look at how awful his wife was. As far as my supposed long-term boyfriend goes, she is assuming a lot. During the time Jared and I explored polyamory, I was long-distance messaging someone in another state. I ended that myself when I told Jared that I needed to ask him for monogamy after he had broken my trust. I wanted to leave that person out of this because it's super irrelevant. I took steps to be fully transparent with Jared, make sure he knew he was always my first priority, and that he could expect the truth from me. I never had anything to hide from Jared, period. Nothing I found on Jared's phone was illegally obtained. My lawyer assured me of that. It's community property purchased during our marriage, unlocked in the house. I picked it up and discovered horrifically explicit proof of their ongoing affair that they were lying about. 
They were they want to catch me on a technicality. Oh, you shouldn't have looked. I'm grateful I looked. If I hadn't looked, I would have left this marriage crushed. But the belief that Jared and Holly say about me, it's true. It's all their excuse for fucking. Uh, I never pretended to be blameless. What I did say is that I made every effort to communicate with Jared and correct my mistakes. During that time, he was intensely gaslighting me uh, and giving me the silent treatment. Every time I tried to have an earnest conversation. What Holly saw and the rest of Jared's friends saw were my frustrations boiling over after days, weeks, and months of silent treatment and neglect from Jared. He broadcasted my frustrations and acted like they came from nowhere to support his narrative that I'm a bad person. And that's exactly what Holly's doing now. She opens up talking about how good her intentions are, then devolves into a rambling mess about how I'm a terrible person, and that's the whole point. She's justifying her behavior with a smear campaign. Take that as you will. And by the way, that's exactly what this whole thing is, in my opinion. But I'll let you talk first, Ghosty. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's, uh, yeah, it is, uh, from what she is saying here, you know, obviously it's, it's no duh that she is scathing and emotional about this. Um, you know, and it's like sometimes people are a little, sometimes people, it can be hard to tell who's being offensive and who's being defensive and, you know, but I have never been in any kind of situation like this myself. I don't even know. I don't even know how I would respond if I was the person in this position where if somebody was trying to make me out to be, you know, abusive or something that wasn't true. I have no idea. Um, but I would not, you know, as far as I could, I would not take it sitting down. So, um, there's that. Okay. So at least you would have a response coming. I mean, yep, I, I think everybody has the right to defend themselves or, you know, say their piece. Or at least if there was a smear campaign going on, which is kind of what this is, really, um, if you really mm -hmm. think about it. When you know you don't have anything, because look what, because Holly never responded to Heidi's um, rebuttal, not once. Mm -hmm. So that either says something, either they didn't want to continue with this drama or they really don't have anything after that point, because... Usually, when it comes to saying things, and this has happened with me, because uh, when I debate people, or when I'm, like, saying something, if I have some mm -hmm. really solid proof, or if I have something really solid with a lot of context in it, they usually, A, don't respond, or B, they start smearing. Mm -hmm. And it's happened. So, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's and usually this happens in politics, too, especially when it's between uh, senators and people in the House of Representatives, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, your plan sucks. And I'm like, no, here's everything that my plan says, and you criticizing it doesn't help, and here's why. And then the people are like, uh, uh, well, you used to work in a, in a, in a bar last year. And then people are it's like, how does that have to do with anything? So uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Not uh, clearly a very weak argument there. <laughs> but no, so. I mean, in this, in this sense, it's more of an idea of, Okay, I, I said my piece, but, you know, I'm just trying to defend Jared as much as possible, and I'm trying to defend myself, because this was really just about Jared and Holly versus Heidi in this situation, because 
And you also mm-hmm. have to understand, too, fans do not like fire starters. And what I mean by fire starters is they don't like it when somebody calls out their heroes on something that looks really bad. As we talked about before, they mm-hmm. are very much in tune to what they are because, hey, this guy is my friend. This guy le- welcomes me into his uh, computer room and to his streams every night. Why would this guy be a bad person? But you have to understand something. Um, being nice does not necessarily mean you're being good. Yeah, that that's very true. I mean, I happen to know... Look, my best friend happened to know a really nice person, but that person ended up being bad on the on the inside. Like, uh, on the outside, it was, like, very nice... Like oh, like showed off in front of everybody, but behind the scenes, it was it was not the it was different. It was a different type of person. So I will say that right now. Right. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then of course this was like kind of swept under the rug a little bit because I mean once the smear campaign starts, I mean people are going to instantly believe it, especially if they're fans of yours, and that certainly doesn't you know doesn't help because. People will just ignore. People will just ignore context. People will ignore facts, uh, because you know they're thinking they're not. They're not thinking like. Um, they're not thinking like we do. We're not analyzing it. They're just. I mean, I was looking to. I was watching, um, a, the reaction to Holly's Twitter feed when she was talking about Heidi, and I mm-hmm. there was this one guy I was watching, and he's like, you know, I'm gonna be try as I'm gonna try to be as unbiased as possible. And he's like, oh, shit, drama. And then obviously you could tell. (sighs) Obviously you can tell he had this thing against Heidi, but. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Sometimes people who uh, very much claim to be, uh, you know, neutral, you know, sometimes they really just can't help but get their opinion out there, but. Yeah, um, it's what, you know, I mean, fair enough, but jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll admit it. I'll have certain biases towards things. I mean, I have a big, mm-hmm. I'm a big JoJo fan. I'm a big Phoenix. Yeah. I'm a big Phoenix Wright fan. I mean, hell, I'm playing Nintendo <laughs> right now. I mean, if you were to ask yeah. me, it's like Nintendo's awesome, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> but that would be me. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Jared. At the same time, Jared did not respond either. So people were just getting this idea in their heads like, ooh, okay. So we believe him. We really want to believe him, but it's kind of hard because he's not really saying anything. Yeah. So months went by. And then the You've Been Lied To video comes out. Yes. Uh, And this was, what, like three to five months later something yeah, like it that was about five months because it started five at, months yeah it was about around that time and yeah yeah we're gonna talk about it uh let me just pull this up really quick uh but did you see the video when it came out i didn't see it when it came out um it was later than that but uh how, how long is the video too uh, it's just like... to mention that because he talks about uh, quite a few things it's like um, it's like uh, forty minutes long. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a very it's a very long uh, it's a very long thing, and mm-hmm. uh, so there are some things that he talks about in here, in this video. First of all, one of the things he says was, uh, "I didn't like it that nobody reached out to me." 
uh, because mm-hmm. I mean that was something that he was really adamant about because he's like I've been like what how come nobody responded um, but anyway he ne- he claims that he never cheated on Heidi and that he attempted to end his marriage before engaging activity with anyone else all right uh, that's already been proved that's already been that's already been like no that's not that. So, he spends the bulk of the video addressing allegations that he solicited nude images from minors. So, Chai and Charlie were the two boys that said that he got nudes from them, or he sent nudes to them. And he said, these allegations against me about being a predator against underage people are fundamentally false. He claims that Chai and Charlie did so for attention and social capital. By the way, I'm reading from Daily Dot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pro Jared also says Charlie lied in an interview with the Daily Beast Charlie says that they do not recall Jared ever asking if they were over the age of 18 Chai and Charlie's Twitter accounts are both currently locked Uh, Charlie said just because I locked my account doesn't mean shit I just don't want more death threats Which by the way these guys were getting a lot of They were getting a lot yeah. Because yeah, what was it? To be expected. Yeah, because what was it? Chai, when he was talking about Chai, he was bringing up his deal with being psych, uh, with psychosis. Because he had been in the hospital during the times that the, the accusations of him getting nudes from Jared happened. And I will say this the way that Jared came off in this video, it was almost as if. A lawyer wrote all of this down for him, and he was speaking like he was in a court of law, and the, the jury was the YouTube audience. I I did notice that. Yeah, it was very, it was very, it was very rigid. Just everything that he was saying, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he had just thought about it for a long time and was like, "Well, think about I'm going to say it this way," or. Well, think about it like this. He waited four to five months to put this out, and the reason why he said it was because I wanted, I had, I was with my lawyers, and I wanted to make sure I had a good case going forward. So he had a lot of time to prep with his lawyers about this. It, yeah, yeah. So obviously, and... if you're going to have all that, yes, that that is in in the video. That is why he stated that he took so long to have any kind of statement about this is because he was, you know, I don't want to say lawyering up, but he was uh, talking with them. He was was trying to do, I mean, it's Halloween. I mean, Halloween was getting pretty close. So I would say he was going to try to do his best Phoenix Wright impression. No. (laughs) But no, he didn't even say objection at any point in the video. If he did, I would have laughed. But yeah. uh, But no, he says about Chai that, you know, he was going through psychotic episodes and he was having long-term memory loss and short-term memory loss and so and then he also manipulates mm-hmm. the audience a little bit into thinking it's like okay i want you to think on your own does this sound like somebody that was soliciting nudes from me or something along those lines is this somebody that thinks that they remember something if they're going through a psychotic episode right because i in the uh in their uh I don't want to say report, but in their uh, story that they wrote, they said they um, were, I think, comatose for a long time after a brain injury and had dealt with a lot of 
pain and, you know, psychosis after that. Um, and so he definitely was framing it to be like, is this somebody who even knows what they're saying? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and look, I mean, if you were a good defense lawyer, that's exactly the type of rhetoric you'd be saying. And I'm thinking, okay, this is something his probably his lawyer had told him to say, or this is something that his lawyer would say in a court of law. If this ever that could very well be, yes. I mean, I I have a firm belief that that's the case because normal people don't talk like this. Right. I mean, I have never had anyone do a defense video and they used and they put this much thought into it, and without the help of somebody that was either in the legal world, because I have lawyer friends. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. talking to one the other day, and um, because he's a good friend of mine, we did improv together, and he says like he's been in the business for so long that I know when to talk like a normal human being and when to talk like a lawyer. And I mean, if uh, anybody, yeah, and if anybody's ever watched the Legal Eagle YouTube channel, which I would highly recommend everybody do, um, mm-hmm. he's a good lawyer, and he does know a lot of legal terms, and he does speak like a lawyer, and he does think like a lawyer, so. When you get exposed to that type of YouTube channel and then you see Pro Jared, it's like, okay, so they're kind of speaking almost the same way. And I would think that if he did have his lawyers with him, then he wouldn't be able to put out this type of response and he would be like, oh, shit. So thankfully he's got lawyers to back him up because, yes, these accusations, let's be fair, these accusations are not based in anything that would be uh, getting him a guilty verdict. I mean, yes. If the defense was this good, I mean, here's how good his defense lawyers are. They were able to make a, a case for Jared saying, okay, is this really something that would really uh, be somebody that was taking, like, getting nudes from me, uh, from my client because this seems like he's just making stuff up because he was psychotic, he doesn't remember anything. And mm-hmm. you're able to convince a jury of that and the prosecution doesn't do a good job, then yeah, he gets a not guilty verdict on that. In terms of Charlie, yeah. In terms of Charlie, there was a point where um, Jared asked real quick, "Are you eighteen plus?" and Charlie said yes. So mm-hmm. Jared would have no idea that he was underage if he quickly said, "Oh yes." Um, and he even mentions right. in the video, "Well, why didn't you check his ID?" It's like, well, because um, he said that it would be because I didn't want to dox anybody. And people have access yeah. to Photoshop, which not a lot of people do. Not everybody is immersed in Photoshop, and you can mm-hmm. and you can easily black out the parts using Microsoft Paint or all the pertinent information. You could black out doing that, and of course, you also right. have whatever it's on Mac. I don't know what the yeah. equivalent of Microsoft Paint is with Mac, but you can easily yeah. do all that stuff. Um, right, and I did want to say too. You know, the other things I noticed, I mean, like, I've, I've never been to law school, you know, like, I'm no prosecutor, but like, if I had said, like, okay, um, give me a yes or no, but he did repeatedly say a lot, I don't recall, like, I don't recall talking to this person, and be, I don't know, be that as it may, I just noticed, he says that a lot, you know, I don't remember talking to this person to my knowledge, or I don't remember or like that doesn't seem like something I would do. I don't know. They are very, they are very strange statements, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, but it, that's that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't know what the prosecution would do. I mean, these are this is a really good defense he put over, and mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I'm convinced that, I mean, right now it doesn't look like these kids are going to be able to prove their case at all, which is why they're not on Twitter anymore. You try to go on their Twitter yeah. pages and it's instantly gone. And because, yes, these the people went after these kids. They did death threats. They're like, how dare you talk bad about the mighty pro Jared? Um, or how dare you make these right. accusations without any evidence? Or how come you detracted your statements? Or it's because these these kids were trying to defend themselves and then they changed their statements a little bit. And then obviously that doesn't do well when you have all that going around for you. I mean, they didn't have the mindset of Heidi who was able to back it up with subtext and um, all this other stuff like having receipts pretty much. Uh, right. Uh, and clearly omitting things because there were certain things that Charlie put out there that he clearly omitted to make his case. And then Jared's like, oh, I got it, motherfucker. So that doesn't look good for right. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here, here's the other thing that I want to mention about this video too. And this is something that Ethan brought up of uh, H3H3 Productions. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But he clearly tries to gloss over the fact that he was soliciting nudes from his fans. He's like, this, this is not the important issue that people had a problem with. But that's the problem. It is. Not only that, right. the main issue was the fact that you were cheating on your wife with somebody that is clearly well known to be um i mean i mean we haven't talked about ross yet but i mean ross like got the whole brunt of this whole thing but holly was like having yes. sex was having sex even after they were told not to do the polyamor thing anymore and they still kept on doing it because well what's heidi gonna do you know so he, mm. he just glosses over it uh i mean he says yes, he he really he spent you know, the most part of the video, you know, kind of finding fallacies in these two particular people's stories. And he does admit, you know, that he, he does admit that he, yes, I was interacting in this way with my fans knowingly, uh, but it, I wanted it to be, you know, consenting, but of course, oh, okay, well, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, you know, people are going to say what they want to say if they love you so much, but, um, anyway, um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, I, I did watch the video of Ethan and Neela talking, and they said, basically, he was not focusing on the real problem, or at least he didn't seem to know or care. I don't know, but. Oh, God. And then, of course, we also have to talk about his comment on cancel culture. Yes, the video ends with a, a statement from him on that. Yes, because he says... He denounces it and asks viewers to get the full story before jumping to conclusions, which I'll be fair. I did not do a pro Jared video right away. I waited until he actually put out a video, but even then I still have problems with him. Even after, mm -hmm. even after this video came out, I mean, yes, he, he made his case and it seems plaus It seems likely that he did not interact with these. Uh, he did not send nudes to these two particular kids knowing full mm -hmm. well that they were underage. For all he knew, they were over 18. So his case is good. I mean, he doesn't come off as somebody that would be a pedophile. But at the same time, though, cancel... I mean, this is not as the same equivalent as trying to get a um, stand-up comedian or somebody in a college campus uh, canceled because mm -hmm. they have differing opinions. This guy was going on Tumblr and you know, trying to get nudes from fans and getting off on it. I mean, that's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a reason why 
people don't do that very often. No, I would never do that. And no, I, and I, and, no. I, and I know you would never do that. No, no, no. And it's just like, that is kind of the thing too, that they also addressed. Um, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. First of all. And you open and, and first, and he says like, it was an open invitation between consenting adults, which by the way, yes. You, you, when you say open invitation, what that entails is that anybody can lie and say that they're over 18. I mean, you have to take that into account. I mean, people lie yes. when it comes to date of births on YouTube, when it comes to date of births on other websites, people lie about that just so they can get in. Right. Yeah. You have to understand that, and... that is, those things don't work. I mean, they, they expect people that they're going to be honest about it, but they won't be because you yeah. put yourself no, I mean, that. You you really can't like you really this isn't something you can go on the honesty policy with and be like in your defense say oh well they told me this and it's like that it's just it's not good enough there that is not good enough no so nobody's gonna try to be true and honest like Christian all right <laughs> yes no absolutely not no so you have to you have to be understanding of that but. He and also too the way that he said that too came off as if a lawyer told that to him. I mean, if you're really completely right. honest with that, I mean, this is somebody that I would not, I would expect had a lot of training to say it. I mean, he probably practiced that before he did the video. I mean, let's be honest about that. Um, and right. So cancel culture in terms of that doesn't make any sense because we're not. Well, first of all, we decided not to cancel him because of the whole. Um, I mean, that was just added pressure, the idea that he was getting underage solicitation. But we were really upset about the fact that he cheated on his wife, which, you know, adultery is not very uh, favorable in the in public opinion. And also the fact that he was soliciting no. news from fans. People didn't like that either. So they're going to cancel you. They're going to get off the, the pro-Jared train because those are things that th it's not good. It's not good. No, no. And it's like they're – you know, given there is a thing that happens sometimes on the internet where, you know, they just, uh, they, they don't like something that you're doing. So they try to do this, but for a lot of what this seems like, it's just that they, you know, I, cause they're not in law, they're not like in a court of law, they, but they do kind of want justice for this. You know, they want people to know what happened and they want people to know that what something that they're doing is really wrong. And they don't, they don't agree with that at all. And so, and we also have to talk about the fact that he completely decided not to uh, focus so much heavily on that. He put that to the side, and he was able to tell his fans, "Look, this is the main issue that people had a problem with." And once he was able to prove that that was not the case, then of course, what happens? People uh, instantly believe. People instantly believe that he is innocent of. All charges, adultery, um, soliciting nudes, because he was able mm -hmm. to say, oh, hey, it was like consenting and completely ignoring the fact that, you know, really not putting this on a only looking on this on a surface level and not going dive deep into it. I mean, the only thing he admits about that is that it wasn't healthy. Right. And, you know, he never once said like, oh, uh, maybe it was a bad idea to. 
uh, talk to fans in this way. He never actually said it was like wrong for me oh, to do that. Here's um, what he said. He said something along the lines of, I understand why you feel that way. And I understand why yeah. some people might feel that way, but I, I apologize for that. And I feel I understand. But does he really understand? <laughs> that was the thing. Like, he doesn't even right. feel, he doesn't even feel that way. He understands that people are upset by that. And he just brushes it off like, OK, I understand. I understand how you feel, but I unfortunately don't feel that way. So that's the that's another issue, too, that even uh, right. that's an issue that I had when I watched that, because that just didn't seem like. Okay, you're really um, you're really empathetic to how people feel about it, and B, you don't. It, 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 it also came off very cold in this. I didn't feel any remorse. I didn't feel any desire to want to repent for what he did. I just felt right. like he was just angry and bitter. And this idea, I mean, he he's a lot like Doug Walker, where he just does not like when people criticize him, and he blames the haters for all of his. Um, for all of the stuff that happened to him. He blames his ex-wife. He's like, he goes on a complete smear campaign with this whole deal. And he was being just sounding very, very matter of fact, like there really wasn't, you know, he's being defensive and matter of fact, but I mean, there was really no, I mean, of course, like, okay, I don't know if this could be comparable at all, but it's like, you know, you know, he's not being, he's not being, like, he's not being slut-shamed. People are just saying, hey, I don't think what you're doing is a good idea here. And he's like, okay, I get, I guess you can feel that way, but yeah, I don't, like... You know who got slut-shamed? Uh, Holly got slut-shamed. And not, yes, she and, did. And guess what? Not once did he defend her in any way. If you think about that. That, that is true. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a second. No. Yeah, I think... I don't even know if he mentioned her briefly at all in any of his tweets or video, but no. um, I'm, I'm not sure. No, and you know what Holly did? He put he put the video. Uh, first of all, she defended him mm-hmm. with the video, and then tried to get all of his stuff that got, um, and then tried to get people to you know fund one of his projects again, and that's all that was ever mm-hmm. mentioned about it. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. And of course, people are starting to subscribe to him really quickly because their hero, they felt they pulled the Uno, the final Uno card. Yes, that that literally is one of the top comments on the video. Yeah. <laughs> Someone did say that. It's so. like, oh, he pulled the Uno card. And look, I understand that these fans really want to believe that their hero is a good guy. They really want to believe mm-hmm. that he didn't like he didn't do any underage stuff. They want to believe that he wasn't soliciting nudes. They want to believe that he wasn't cheating on his wife. They they will they will do any Jared talking points. They will instantly go to that because look, mm-hmm. there were a lot of YouTubers that that said I'm sorry that you you know we we said these stuffings about you. I'm sorry that you know you did all this. And people came to his defense really quickly after that. You've been lied to. Video came out except. For one person, and that was Ethan Klein. E- yeah, Ethan yeah. Klein did a response to the response, and I think he's the only one, along with his wife, that actually spoke out about it. And they brought up a lot of the points that we brought up here. 
And here's something that I don't think you even saw yet, but they were they were going after Ethan for this. There were responses to the response to the response. Uh, yeah, yep. There was one that I was watching that was over two hours long, and it was basically a smear campaign on Ethan. They were trying to make sure – they were trying to um, denounce him and smear him so that anything that he said didn't hold any weight. Which is, right. which is technically what you do when you realize, oh shit, I got nothing logically to say. Then boom, let me just go into this. And I just got that feeling from them because they were like laughing. As, as soon as like Ethan would make a really good point, they were like, ha ha ha, really? This guy? Like, yeah, and it's like me? he said in the video, like, like I'm, I'm pissed about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying exactly what I mean and I'm still pissed about this. And you know what? That's that is you know that is okay. They are explicitly stating what they are thinking about this video, and it's like, I mean, okay. I mean, maybe sure the video is a good defense from everything that he's talked about, but you know that still doesn't make whatever he's trying to do right here. You know that I don't know. There, there's. <laughs> There's a lot of conversation to be had on all of this still that even that would be even longer than what we're talking about here. But of course, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. And guess what? What happened <laughs> with Ethan recently? He got swatted. Yeah, that's never a good thing to do. Yeah, he got Ethan. Got, yeah, Ethan got swatted. And he said one of the main reasons was he probably got he was talking too much about right wingers and they ended up getting to him. But I think it also maybe has to do with the fact that he called out pro Jared. and They were just waiting for the right time. I don't know. But obviously the like to dislike yeah. ratio in the video wasn't uh, very strong with Ethan. Uh, it got a lot more mm -hmm. dislikes because obviously people are gonna people are gonna smear him. They don't like him for uh, for reasons that I'm not totally sure. But I know it's because he has differing opinions than most people online do. Um, and also yeah, because... and he has a place where he expresses those opinions a lot. So. And um, also, it's be other reasons too. Like I think there was some. Th I think it's because he doesn't post content enough, or it's because he put his ass on Twitter, which I don't know. If it, <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know if it's as bad as putting your dick on Twitter. Um, I mean, no. I mean, if you, I don't. Anyway, but it was a response to like James Charles or whatever that uh, famous tweet was. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll probably, we'll probably do that, too, because that was almost along the same lines. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But James Charles actually defended himself really well, too, because he actually had receipts, um, as far as mm -hmm. I saw. Uh, ooh, yeah, I like but it. anyway. <laughs> so Heidi actually responded to the you've been lied to thing. Mm -hmm. uh, she said this. Every day I wake up numb with disbelief that any of this happened in the first place. I was there, and it still seems unreal and unfathomable. I feel numb all the time now, after being treated like my emotions and well-being were worthless for so long. The man that I desperately loved and constantly tried to please, the one person who took a vow to honor and cherish me forever, threw me to the dogs online to save his own reputation. I'm not just talking about one video. I mean this whole I-didn't-cheat situation. Delusional. Like, it wasn't enough to dehumanize me by treating my pain and desperation like some kind of act designed to make him feel guilty. He's now outsourced the job to thousands of strangers, 
filling my mentions that tell me I'm literally evil for ruining him. We were building a life together that I had faith in. I trusted his promises. He ruined that life as I knew it through constant lies, betrayal, and broken promises. All while telling me that none of it was happening and our marriage was failing because I'm just bad. Since separating, I've mm -hmm. gained some physical and financial independence. That was amazing for my mental health, and I've been making huge strides. By the way, Heidi has mentioned that he relied and she relied entirely on Jared for their finances because Jared convinced her and manipulated her to give all of her money to him, and that so she really didn't have any money when they broke up. Uh, so she was mm -hmm. like completely almost with no money until like Jared gave her a few dollars or whatever. Um, right. And whatever the case, that's never a good situation to be in. No, uh, no. I felt proud of my ability to overcome difficult shit and keep building something else. I want that. Yesterday I got hit with an avalanche of fresh hatred from hundreds of strangers repeating Jared and Holly's bullshit. Because in order for Jared to act like a victim, I have to fill the role of the villain who is somehow holding him back from what he truly wanted. I can't even tell you how many times I asked him to tell me the truth. I could see through the cracks that something was wrong, but I desperately wanted to believe in his honesty. He told me over and over, there's nothing going on with her, you're paranoid and it's hurting me. That's not polyamory. That's one partner abusing the other's trust. It's cruel, selfish, and disgusting that it went on for so long. It destroyed my self-esteem and faith. Like, it wasn't enough to live through that privately. He's broadcasting to the world that my pain is a lie. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, DZD in the chat says nobody has done the right in this situation. Well, I don't. I'm sure I. Well, go ahead. I, I don't. You know, because obviously, even with the vast amount of stuff that's been said here, you know, I'm not, I'm not a jury. I can't make a verdict. I can't, you know, say that everybody was totally right or totally wrong. I don't agree with what Jared was doing there at all. Um, if it is true that she had her trust betrayed so many times. I mean, that's painful. And I don't, I don't um, fault her for being so emotional about it because clearly she said this was happening for a long time. And, uh, you know, she wanted it to work, but yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I have to say about that. But what about you, Joe? Well, I got a lot. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this idea of... Um, Heidi being so emotional. I mean, yes, she's been through a lot. I mean, they were married before he even became famous. That's how long they were mm -hmm. together for. Um, so she yeah. was with her in the very beginning. So this is like a very long-term relationship. And look, she's a people pleaser. She is somebody that's looking for validation. She is somebody that's looking for somebody to love her. And she's not the only one. There are millions of Americans out there that go through the exact same thing. Validation. They want to feel loved. They will do anything to please the person that they're with, or they will do anything to please their friends, their family members. It's not just relationships. It happens everywhere. And this is, an, is, a, is a, a, a very classic case of somebody being in a codependent relationship and allowing Jared to basically get away with a lot of things. Him, first of all, 
pretending that this little thing was sex positive and then getting off on nudes from fans, regardless of whether it was consensual or not with the consenting adults, is an issue. Because you're putting yourself mm-hmm. in a situation where you're going to be not only having minors lie and say, yes, I'm 18 and here's my stuff. I mean, even Ethan brought this up. There might have been some times where he's like, okay, this person is not 18. Like, I'm looking at their shit and there's like, okay, I, can, I, I can't condone this. But, I mean, what can you do mm-hmm. at that point? You already opened Pandora's box. And also the fact that he was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm accepting of the fact that we're going to do this polyamorous relationship. Okay, I'm going to go with Commander Holly. Oh, but we really have this connection more so than I do with Heidi. And I'm just going to keep going forward with this because why not? And what's she going to do about it? <laughs> and then, of course, anytime yeah. she does an outburst, he's going to turn it around and say, oh, look at how abusive she's saying. She's yelling at me. I'm not the one yelling. It's a common narcissistic thing to do when somebody is going through yeah, a very yeah. emotional time. I mean, there's been a lot of pent up stuff. She's been keeping a lot of that shit in and she is going to outrage. She's going to get yes. into fits of rage and he is going to mm-hmm. turn that around and say, oh, see how abusive she is to me. I mean, when you try yeah, to convince yeah. people, when you try to convince people of that, they're going to believe it right away because they're not looking at things. They're only looking at things on the surface. People see things in black and white. They don't see things very. They don't look at context. They don't look at. They don't dive deep into situations. They just see it for what it is, and they firmly believe that a hundred percent. And when, Hello. And when yeah. you don't do that, that's oh, what ultimately what happens. Hi, Sugi. Ladies and gentlemen, hi. Sugi. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I just got off work. <laughs> How was it? No, that's oh, all right. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I work at a fragrance place that so smells nice. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so we pretty much covered we pretty much covered everything uh, that happening with Jared. So we're just getting like our opinions on it. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I've. I mean, I. I know I came in like super late, but I'm. I've been a fan of pro Jared since like God years. It's been years now. Um, I'm a huge fan of the normal boots club. Like just all those guys in general. Like I, I love the talent behind there. And um, when I first heard about like controversy with Jared, I was a bit skeptical because um, that seemed a little bit like Jared's the one thing that I learned about Jared is that he's always been very professional in terms of like his, you know, his um, his like, oh god, what's the word? His conduct or and in, in his conduct like and like whenever he's presenting himself, especially when it revolves around his YouTube channel and mm-hmm. and and any other project that he's involved with, he's always very professional and he always tries to kind of keep his private life out of the limelight. And yeah, he had that one Tumblr, but like literally you had to have been you you would have had to have known about his tumblr to really see that side of him you know what i mean now my stance of it is jared's a grown man he can do whatever he wants you know with within reason of course but i think one of his biggest mistakes is that you know he um like he he allowed fans to kind of have that relationship with him and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a power what's the word of it power like struggle. Um, a power struggle yes. yeah power struggle because 
at the end of the day, the fans are not going to be really equal with him. They're, he's always going to have a little bit more power over them. And I don't think he meant any harm by that. Not by any means, no. But it was definitely one of those things that I think he, I, I think he shouldn't have done it. I sh- and I honestly think, and you know, I'm not judging him for it. Like he, the fact that he managed to clear his name, I'm I'm actually immensely impressed that he managed to clear his name. And I think Jared is just going to have to be more careful moving forward. Um, and if anything, the situation has taught us is that don't believe everything that you're told. Ask for evidence because that's just it with our society these days is that we just literally believe everything we're told when. You know, people don't know the full situation. People don't know the full context. And I say I'm I'm pretty proud of Jared for being able to not only let this thing die down before he pre- before he presented evidence, but allowed himself to present evidence in a logical manner without without talking down to any of the supposed victims. Uh, and that hmm? I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um. But I think I think he's a fantastic creator. I think he's a fantastic content creator. I think he just ended up in a really weird situation. And you know, I'm I'm not going to talk crap about his wife Heidi. I'm not going to say anything bad about Holly because, quite frankly, I don't know the, everything that's involved with the with that situation. Mm-hmm. But I just hope everybody. Everybody involved is is doing better and and, and in a happier position now. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, as I was <laughs> as I was gonna you know was gonna get to this point because um, there were certain points in that you've been lied to video where I just felt that he was sort of using. I, we talked about this a little bit before you came on that he was definitely using like defense tactics, like how lawyers talk, because it really right. felt like to me that he had like lawyers prepare his state like a pair prepare a statement for him to say and here's all the evidence that you could present and the way he was mm-hmm. talking sounded like something you would hear from a very good legal eagle so to speak mm-hmm. um <laughs> yes uh Kusugi knows who i'm talking about uh, <laughs> i do <laughs> uh yeah it sounded very eagle legal eagle like and it doesn't it didn't feel like something that was coming from the heart at least and we also talked about how you know, there, it almost kind of made it a point to really focus more on the um, the pedophile allegations, more so than the fact that he was soliciting or, or that he was, like, having fans sent him nudes. He kind of swept that under the rug a little bit and then really tried to focus on getting his name cleared when it comes to the two kids, which I'm glad he did. I'm not yeah, saying that that was a, bad. but the, I think that was the part that people were most upset about was the – idea that he was a potential uh, pedophile uh i wouldn't say that part i would say that they were more concerned with the fact that he was in a he was put into a situation where yes there were certain things that he was doing behind the scenes that people just were not okay with this idea that he was going soliciting nudes on a secret tumbler people are not okay with that because you open yourself up to a certain situations where you could have people that can lie about their age, even though they might mm-hmm. say yes, it's eighteen plus. I mean, look, people are gonna want your attention, so they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna lie and say, "Oh yes, I'm eighteen, when they're really not. You open no. yourself you open yourself up to that, and that's something that you have to be really careful with. And and I'm not. And I 
Sorry. <laughs> yes, no. And um, and also the thing I also had a problem with him was the fact that he was – look, he has – look, as, as much as people think he's a nice guy, as I said before, nice doesn't always mean you're good. And, oh, I know. Yeah, so when it comes to this relationship with Heidi, there are a lot of narcissistic tendencies here. Um, narcissists, like I said, tend to conf- try to put the blame on someone else, and they do smear campaigns. Um, they usually never take the blame. They always try to go after the person that made the accusation in the first place. Uh, in terms of the two kids, I mean, that was proven false, but when it comes to Heidi... She had a lot of great stuff to say. She had stuff that was backed up with uh, evidence. She had a lot of things that had a lot of great context in it, and she was able to prove her case against Holly, who went after her, and Holly never really responded back because no, of it. No, actually, she did. Yeah, and she's a, she's a really strong cookie, and I am really proud of her for standing up for herself and trying to get out of something that... And I even look at her Twitter after this whole thing ended in August and going into October. She's still healing. I mean, this is somebody that I know for a fact that I believe when she says that she went through a very a, a mentally abusive relationship. Because while I will say that I don't think that there's any ill will with Jared. I don't think Jared is a bad guy. I just think that how he was raised as a kid may have ultimately hurt him in when he was growing up because a lot of narcissists, what happens is they have narcissistic parents themselves. And what happens is they learn from those parents and then they end up becoming the person that they despise. So like, for example, if I had narcissistic parents and then I ended up despising them, I end up becoming what I hate. And it's not something mm-hmm. that I probably... I'm not going to be happy about myself. I mean, obviously, Jared was going through many years of therapy and still is going through therapy. Um, I don't know if he meditates. I don't know if he journals. doesn't look like he does. I haven't seen anything where he says all that. But I know he definitely takes therapy. Um, but so- um, I actually wanted to make a note that actually Holly did respond to Heidi. And she actually did provide proof of text messages that – Jared and Holly that and Jared and Heidi had together um and they actually were kind of um like she 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 kind of used some language that I I don't like um let's see well if it's I could fight it it's probably stuff that it's probably something that oh wait did I lose I did lose I didn't get a perfect 60 I'm gonna go back and do it I'm playing Mario Kart by the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the same right. time no but she actually did respond and she kind of just provided evidence herself of interactions between jared and holly and like how holly actually had a polyamorous relationship with with this guy and she even mentioned it in the text and then she also and then heidi also kind of said like hey you know if you want to pursue holly go for it and then like later oh, on start yeah. saying yeah we talked that. we talked about that already um and you know heidi even said like look the person that I was involved with was out of state, and I immediately put that aside when I when I realized that Jared was violating my trust. I said, okay, I'm done with that relationship. I am now going to go back and stick with this, with this um, monogamy thing. I'm not okay with it because Heidi and uh, – not Heidi, but Holly and Jared completely went over the boundaries of what we're considering for this relationship. I'm not happy with it, so I'm cutting everything off. And we're going back to the way we're going back to monogamy again. So this was I mean, she did mention that stuff. And yes, we did cover the fact that she didn't want to steal the golden play button, which I'm not a fan of. 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't really like her language to him, where she, it, there's a kind of level of manipulation that she used there, too, where she's like, well, I'm really upset about this. This is really making me upset. I'm going to really do something bad. I, you, you, like, stuff like that. Like, well, I, I feel like. I don't call that manipulation. I call it reaction to something that she's really going through. I, I don't see that, though. Like, because I see, like. I've been with manipulative people like that. I've been with people who've talked to me like that, where they basically say, you have to do this, you have to do this, or, or, or I'm going to do that. You have to do this, or I'm going to I'm gonna say that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something bad to you. That's what I got from it. Yeah, and I, that's mainly because of the fact, and when I think when she says bad, she's like, I'm going to expose this so that people know what's really going on. Because, I mean, look. There are things that Jared's done. I mean, you got to be you got to be honest here. Jared is a, somebody that has narcissistic tendencies. He does do things that really make Holly seem like or not Holly, but Heidi seem like she doesn't really matter. And like in front of her friends, I mean, in front of Jared's friends, he was like the wife of Jared. And there was only a few people that really saw through that and really became her friends and she kind of felt she kind of felt like this relationship wasn't really going anywhere because you know, he's off doing he's off doing like this thing with Holly and then he's not respecting his boundaries and or her boundaries. And then she and then he going off and then lying about the whole um, San Jared thing and then making it something more. Than I do want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just do. I just do want to mention real quick. Um, We are, you know, kind of saying that there are tendencies here. But I mean, obviously, keep in mind, none of us are you know psychiatrists we are not trying to diagnose anybody no and i'm uh, not you know, no. we are just talking but, about these things yeah, yeah, and yeah. i'm not saying you know, discussing them so uh, yeah. that's all i wanted to say i know that you know none of us are trying to do that here no, no and, and i'm not saying like that jared's innocent and i'm not saying that heidi's innocent but that's just it both of them i think were in the wrong in a lot of ways i both think they were toxic for each other Oh yeah, that's a fact for sure. I mean, because like I'm just gonna read you off. Oh yes. like some. I'm just gonna read you off one of the text messages that I that I brought up. Um, Jared, I have been very patient, and I'm telling yeah. you all this instead of acting on it. But things need to start happening. Like I really, really need it. I don't know how to make it more how to make it any clearer. I am desperate. That makes me dangerous. I'm ready to start ruining all of our lives. That is language that I find very alarming. Well, you know what? I, it, I I view this really differently because I view it as, okay, I'm being ignored for way too long. I don't feel like I'm being heard by you. I feel like that you're constantly – I, I keep constantly trying to tell you things, and you just keep ignoring me as, oh, baby, everything's fine. Like, stop worrying about it. And then it's like I... – okay, it's, it's driving her mentally insane. I mean, let's face it, it. Her sanity is being – I mean, this is considered gaslighting when that kind of stuff happens – I mean, your insanity is going to get tested and you're going to start losing it. I mean, I know this has happened with me because I had a lot of concerns in my old job that I used to work in for five years. And I would constantly bring up things that I knew were wrong with, with the things that the company was running. And I would constantly bring this up to the bosses. I would constantly bring up all the problems that all the employees were having. And they brushed it off as, oh, come on, everything's fine. I mean, what do employees really know about this? It was driving me a little crazy. Because but, we kept bringing this up constantly, 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 and we felt like we're being ignored. And it's like, okay, I mean, we may have to go up to the corporate and tell everybody exactly what's going on so that people will finally understand what we're listening to. So when she says, I'm going to ruin all our lives, I don't think she's saying, like, I'm going to go murder people or I'm going to, like, kill us. That's not, 
That's not the point, Joey. Whenever no, somebody I'm says saying. something like that, what she's making a threat. That's the thing. She is making a threat. I have dated people who are manipulative, and that is manipulative language right there. That's basically saying it's my way or I'm going to ruin everything. It's my way or I'm going to make everything worse. It's my way or you have to do it my way. There's no other option my way. And I've dated people like that, Joey. I've dated people like that who were that aggressive and that, like, everything has to be my way or it's over. Like, I've had... I've had an ex break up with me four times because I wouldn't do anything his way. I, I had an ex who would guilt me into spending time with him because I, you know, because it was his way. I had to do everything he wanted, Joey, no matter what. Are you calling that be ignoring him whenever I have my own boundaries too? Well, in this, in this sense, let me just say right here that let me go back to my point that I was making earlier. That she felt like she was not being heard by him. And because of that, she ultimately ends up saying these things that I don't think she really means. I think in a sense when like when you're in a situation where you're not being listened to and your sanity is constantly getting triggered and triggered and triggered to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to expose everything now or I'm going to do something like I don't know what I'm going to do. Obviously, that is coming from somebody that is really not in the right state of logical reason to be making like statements right now. So in a lot of ways and, you know, you know, and she has said that she's not blameless in all this. Like she definitely has, you know, she definitely admits that there was some things she said that were not tr like not good to say. But it was a, it was definitely something that people can understand because, oh, look, look exactly what she's going through. Look at what Jared's going through. Look at what Holly's going through. So this was not going to end well either way. And this is a good case of. You know, this relationship really needed to end, and this was probably the only way it was ever going to get resolved. There was no way that, with the personality that Heidi has, I mean, she is somebody that is going to defend herself. She's going to be somebody, she's not like Jared who likes to keep things under wraps and try to make things, you know, you know, he doesn't like to put his privacy out there all that much. And in fact, he's really angry and bitter about it now that all this stuff came out because, I mean, look, this is going to make or break his career. I mean, he had no other options after this. I mean, it's not like, uh, who is it? Um, Jeffrey Starr, who was going to become, um, who was going to have his fame still stay remain the same no matter what happened with Jeffrey Starr. With Jared, this was either make it or break it. He had to constantly be in, like, defense mode to make sure that he stayed into the place where he can make money. And, um, you know, you know, he's looking out for himself, but Heidi was also looking out for herself, too, because she's going through a very something very toxic. And now she's going and thankfully she is now saying that she's now healing from all this. And she's the one that's really still talking about this, saying, like, I need to heal. I like I'm in a better place now and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I really wish Jared would speak up more about this and be more open and honest about it, because I do think he needs to heal as well. I mean, I don't I don't say I that, think. I, I honestly think the only way that Jared's going to heal is by distancing himself from not only like, you know, not only from other other people in terms of like sexual or romantic relationships, but I feel like he needs to distance himself from Heidi, too, because I think yes. they were both incredibly toxic for each other. Yes. Like, I really don't like. I, and I'm sorry, like. Like whenever I see language like that, it brings it it brings back a lot of flashbacks yes. to my life that I've relationships I've had like yeah. that. Yes, where I felt cornered. Yeah, where I felt cornered. I felt like if I didn't do something, then I was the worst kind of person. I'm the worst kind of person. How dare you not do what I want? 
yeah, that's pretty much been a lot of my relationships. And I instantly, the moment that I saw her talk like that, just felt that. And it just in my core, it felt like it felt horrible. Okay. It, it was like a trigger for me. Because, yeah, and I understand that because yeah. people do have their triggers and people do have a lot of that stuff when they yes. when that brings it up. And I do want to say too because mm-hmm. I I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know the extent of their relationship. I know they saw uh counselors and things like that. I don't know how much from either one of them was like repeated behavior, but I do agree with you. I do think that they they were not good together and they did have a lot of problems. And, so, and that they, <laughs> sorry. No, I was going to say like, this is a, a bigger issue that I wanted to talk about. It's this idea of, um, codependency. Uh, and this is really what caused the two of them to end up becoming into the situation in the first place. Um, there's this ideal that we were taught as kids that we need to be dependent on other people to be happy. That this idea of I need to please other people so therefore I can live a satisfying life, be um, noticed by these people, uh, be um, validated by these people. And so therefore I'm going to ignore my own feelings so that I can be doing exactly what this person wants. And the majority of people go through this all the time because their parents learn it that way because they were taught by their their parents and then their parents were taught that way because I was taught by their parents. It is a long going thing that most of the world has gone through and we are never told that we can love ourselves. We are never told that we can go out there and you know, be single and we don't need validation from everybody. We don't need to like please everybody. We don't need to go out there and people please. We don't need to do any of that stuff. We don't have to be reliant on other people to make our lives better. And we, you know, this is why most successful people end up having that mindset because they're able to say, oh, yeah, I always relied on my own abilities and I took care of myself and I loved myself and I became successful because of it. But most of us still go through it. And a lot of us don't realize, oh, we're going through this codependent shit. And even though no matter how like successful that you get, a lot of times people still have emotional triggers and reactions and they don't know how to deal with it. So they constantly go to other people to try to make them satisfied, and a lot of times we put up with it because, like, oh, hey, it's better than being single, or it's better than being lonely and depressed, even though the, you mm-hmm. can still get depression in a relationship. Trust me. Uh, you know. No, I know. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but – and, and that's a point that I really want to you know, bring up because I think that's what hurt them. I think it's what hurt Holly. I think it's what hurt Ross. Because Ross is like is going through a lot of shit, and he didn't have anything to do with anything. It was just like, oh, I got caught in this. Um, and right, yeah, right. Ross kind of just like was like, yeah, I'm staying out of it. Yeah, or it's like, oh shit. Like, right, my... I remember he he did comment on it, saying that I'd really just rather be left out of it. And I think people, mm-hmm. for the most part, people did respect him on that. Yeah. Because... Oh yeah, no, Ross is a cool dude, from what I could tell. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> But um and sorry uh, I, I was just gonna I just, finish. Um, sorry. Um, and I and I tend to think that you know meditation really does help. I would encourage anybody if they feel like they don't feel like that they're worthy in this world, just know that you are. And you know there are ways that you can do it. I journal every single morning. I write down all the stuff that I would want my future self to be like. 
I do 10 minutes of that in the morning, and then I meditate for about a half an hour. And that shit really does help. I mean, I've been a lot better since the last time we did a Legends episode, which was back in July. And, you know, things have really started changing for me. So I'm not the same person that I was when we started this show. I mean, I've constantly been trying to improve. And you know, when you focus on yourself like that, when you give it yourself that much time and effort into it, you really can heal and you really can become much better at it. So that's my encouragement to everybody out there is find something that works for you when it comes to doing your own self-healing. And you will see changes. Trust me. The, the the anxiety goes away a little bit. The depression goes away a little bit. And a lot of things can change in a matter of a year. I mean, you have no idea. I mean, a, a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for example, last year she was a bartender. She was just waiting tables. And now all of a sudden she's a representative in the Congress right now. Just in the span of a year, she completely changed her life. And that's something to really be inspired by. But... Anyway, that's all I'm really gonna say right now. Um, and I just want to say, like, I'm not, I'm not defending, like, I'm not saying like Jared and Heidi are like horrible people or anything They're like not. that. I'm just no, saying, no. like, that both of them messed up. Both of them did like bad things to each other, and and the sad, the, the sad truth of it is, is that it's like when you have a relationship like that in public, like that. It, it tends to kind of blow up really badly when things go bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think people also, and the worst part of it is when you've got like a large following, a large fan like that, fan base like that, and everything else, it's it's really it's really easy to get people to turn to to turn on you. It really is. It's really easy to get people to turn on each other. And I'm just hoping Jared finds you know manages to get himself to be better where he doesn't have to pursue anything like that and he makes himself better in terms of like relationships i i don't think he's like this horrible human being i just think he's i just think he made way too many mistakes and i think hiding made way too many mistakes and it was just i think they were both kind of manipulating each other in a way does that make sense and i don't know that i i just see a lot of red flags from reading both of their text messages so yeah and we but, don't we don't get a lot of yeah, chances yeah. to like notice red flags at all like sometimes we'll we'll we will we'll notice it but we won't do anything about it um and like i said that goes back to wanting to people please i mean it happened to my best friend so mm-hmm. I, I just want to say that right up front it's like there are ways to notice red flags and to understand like okay these are when you know that you can't be around this person anymore but yeah. When you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. The funny thing is, is ironically, despite being in all these horrible manipulative relationships, I, I've I've learned to actually detect people like that. Where I'm just like, mm, I think I'm just gonna avoid that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> yeah. Some people, you know, can kind of surprise you with that, but when you notice it. Sometimes it's really just better to just turn around and go. So, all I can yeah. say is just trust your gut feeling, especially when it comes to people. It's usually right. Yeah. So <laughs> I ask. So I want to help people out with this. So if you want to find red flags in relationships, here's what you can do. Um, and this is actually from a psychologist that I uh, that I go to. So she's been very helpful with it. So here are some examples. Uh, when somebody immediately showers you with love and sex. 
that's one example of a red flag. Uh, labeling your exes yep. as crazy or speaking about them with unresolved anger. Uh, commenting yep. on or directing how your relationship should go with your family. Uh, professing yep. undying devotion or seeking commitment quickly. So, like, for example, I have somebody that I used to work with in the news that divorced their husband and then immediately moved in with their boyfriend, like, a day after they divorced. So I said, ooh, that's a red flag right there. But I didn't say anything because it wasn't my business. Um, they don't keep their own word, so they lie all the time. Uh, their involvement in another committed relationship with another person who is not aware of you. And being impulsive with money, substances, or decisions. Those are the big uh, red flag signs. So I do recognize uh, quite a few of those. Of course, this mm -hmm. is, you know, this is a whole nother story. Um, but a few years back, the video that Matthew Santoro put out... Um, just a lot of these things he mentioned in that video. And, you know, it is, since then, it's always been kind of information for me to keep in mind mm -hmm. of how, how one person can do this to you, even though they claim that, you know, they love you with all their heart. But, you yeah. know, sometimes it's just, yeah. Anyway, that's just kind of I, a side note. I, I and I, I'm, I'm going to dive a little little deep into into my personal life here but the worst relationship i ever had started almost instantly and and i i wasn't ready for like all of the stuff that was coming at me um mm -hmm. and it was like really un and as we got on like as we continued our relationship it, it got like more and more uncomfortable like i didn't feel like i had any room to breathe and if i tried to like you know if I tried to object to it, he'd guilt me into accepting it. Like it was, it was really bad. Um, mm -hmm. And the one thing I will say is like, don't ever let anybody guilt you into doing something. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you have to do something because you are your own person. You, you know what? If they really genuinely want you to do something with them, or if they genuinely want, you know, want to experience something with you or they want something from you, there's better ways of asking. If they pretty much are doing it in a demanding way or guilting you into doing something, then that's also another big red flag. You no should matter never. what, mm -hmm. no matter what, if they love you, they will respect how you feel about things. They will exactly. respect how you feel. That That is a given. That, you know, they should always, always respect what you think and feel. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the the biggest thing is communication for sure and just never just kind of slink back and think oh i have to please this person because you know what anybody who demands something from you doesn't isn't worth your time doesn't love you they're they're just they love themselves and they love the attention that you give them that's all that is so don't ever don't ever let somebody control your every aspect of your life because trust me you will be miserable yeah and that's my tidbit for the day. <laughs> right. All right. Yep. Now let's watch some wrestling. Now, um, wrestling. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, did we want to read some comments in the yes. chat? Yes, yes, uh, please. Because I think it is time that we catch up on that. Yes, I, <laughs> I can. Uh... We haven't seen the fans in a long time. I've been away right. for too long. Um, yes. It's been a uh... while. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh wow, Joey. What? Yeah, I haven't so seen fans Logan. in a long time. Well, All uh, my devoted fans. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it has been. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done I haven't done an episode since my birthday and I've you know I had to step away for a long time because you know I've been trying to I've been trying to turn my life around a little bit and I didn't want to you know say anything until I was ready to do so until we got ready to do the season so I mean I did miss everybody but you know I just had to step away and not really say anything because it's just a matter of all right I just needed to get away from the uh the podcast for a while um just right, that, so right. that's that's just something that I wanted to address. Yeah, um, and two, I should I scroll back to kind of where we were before since I read the read the last comment, or would you prefer that I read newer ones or uh, just anything? Whichever one, whichever one sound uh, cool. So okay, uh, let's see here. Um, wasn't there a pic of Jared dressed as Sailor Moon? I, yes, there was. I don't. Actually. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I, guess I don't. Actually, Jared. I don't know. Yeah, no. Jared did dress up like a Sailor Moon. I did see it. He was with Heidi, and okay. they went to a convention. <laughs> and yes, there are there are men that I know that do dress up like Sailor Moon characters. I've seen I'm it. Sure. Why not? Yeah, because I know? every convention that I've gone to, I have. I actually, there's this one guy that I know. That always dresses up as Misty from Pokemon. So every time I see him, I'm like, "Oh, hey, dude, how's uh, how the how uh, Star you and Starmie doing?" And he's like, "Oh, they're doing great. Uh, we've been we've been, we've been beating all the gym trainers that've been coming to Cerulean City. So we've been kicking ass. So nice, yeah. So yes, Jared did dress yeah. up like a Sailor Moon character. I Sailor just... Mercury. Oh, okay. We even have a specific character. There you go. That answers yeah, your question. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um... Yeah. Okay, uh, there's a bit here from Sketchity saying, um, the thing is, poor Jared took advantage of his wife's trust and manipulated his audience against her. I also never heard of his efforts to salvage his marriage. That bothers me. Manipulating his fans to protect and shield him from taking responsibility for his infidelity is wrong to me. Jared should never have let it escalate this far. <clears throat> No, and... So that's that's uh, sketchy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, kind of, it's, I... Kind of, it's kind of tough to judge him on that because, I mean... It, we it's... don't know... <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, like, you know, Jared may think that this is absolutely 100% right to do because he was never, probably never taught that by his parents. I don't know. But from... Well, and we still don't know the full 100% context of his relationship with Heidi. Like, we don't know right, if Heidi right. contributed to some of that, too. I like I was saying, I, I don't know, there's not enough to recognize any recurring behaviors or anything from what we've seen. So. Yeah, so it's it's hard to judge both of them at this point. We've only seen what they've interacted with each other and what they were willing to show us. We can't sit here and say, oh, Joe Pro-Jared was 100% in the wrong, or we can't say 100% Heidi was in the wrong. Because what if they both were just wrong? What if they both contributed to it? Mm. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that part, but th that's just me. I'm. I mean, it takes two to tango. That's all I'm saying. Mm, in, in some cases, yes; in some cases, no. Uh, I mean, it depends, but that's just me. Uh, Jing says Jeffrey Star is admired more as an entrepreneur, though not exactly as a person. Um, I wouldn't say that either. I mean, Jeffrey Star, yes, entrepreneur, yes, but there are some. Um, there are some people who really do enjoy his content and really do enjoy his personality. So with that being said, there are going to be some moments where he 
will do something, and then he will be able to take care of himself later, even if something does happen, because he does have entrepreneurial uh, skills. I mean, you don't lose those skills when a, a tragedy happens. You've been through tragedy a lot. I mean, somebody that is an entrepreneur, I know how it feels to be in a situation where you're not making enough money to get your business going. You're constantly having to try to find ways to get yourself successful. And there's going to be rough, rough, rough moments when you're trying to scavenge for everything that you can get until you become uh, to the point where you're able to succeed in your business. So Jeffrey is going to be able to get through that easily because you build a lot of character and you build a lot of mental toughness when you're in an entrepreneurial situation. So something like this is not going to bother him. He'll go right back to business and still be successful. Unless, of course, he did something like Jeffrey Epstein or a Harvey Weinstein or something, which you are never going to be able to recover from no matter how successful you are. But with Jeffrey Starr, something like that never happened to him. So he'll be fine. Unless, of course, more <laughs> stuff comes out. Then he'll be like, oh, okay, maybe we need to look into this more. So that's yeah. Uh, Starfang says, uh, they didn't tell because they were naive generations that didn't know the trappings of relationships and they think that those are part of the course. Of course. Do you, do you, I mean, do you, oh, oh, look, I know that Chris Chan talks about dating education courses a lot, but (laughs) no, look what happened in my high school. What they did was they told us exactly the, what, how we had to behave in order to be successful in dating. I mean, we were not, I mean, to uh, to be successful at dating was you could not look at each other in terms of, like, physical attractiveness. Um, You could not touch each other. You could not kiss each other. Um, You could not do anything that would suggest you to be a very highly sexually active person. Like, you know, you had to be sexually repressed. Um, in order to be successful in a any relationship that was considered redeemable for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and anything else otherwise would be considered bad. Um, even though they let them get away with practically everything when it comes to like adultery and everything. Because they were such hypocrites. Because one of their presidents, uh, or, or principal for that matter, cheated on her husband with uh, one of the student's dads. And this was the same person that was telling us in chapel, oh, hey, this is how you become successful with a, a marriage and a relationship. And then, boom, she cheated. And they're like, what are we supposed to think now? Like, and that fucked with us mentally. And this is the type of stuff that they were taught years ago, especially during, like, the days when um, Catholic churches were a huge thing in the Northeast. Um, and in, like, the Bible Belt. I mean, my God, there's still people that go through those, like, type of things. So yeah, welcome to my world. Uh, yeah, so we, we need yeah. we need to get you out of there, Hasugi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on over. <laughs> yes, sweet. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Sketchity says. Uh, question for Hitsugi: How mm-hmm. invested was Jared in his marriage to Heidi? I only know about well, pro Jared in passing. He didn't really talk much about his about his relationship in terms of like online. Like everybody knew that he was married to Heidi. Like he's pretty much announced that immediately as soon as they got married, you know, and he never really brought her up in his work because I think both of them had their own kind of enterprises. So, you know, here's the thing about, you know, and and this is just something from my observation. Pro Jared had a bigger audience and yes, Heidi was seen as pro Jared's wife 
But pro Jared had a bigger audience. He started like way earlier than Heidi. And cosplay only appeals to a certain niche audience. Through so that. they kind of they kind of separated, and uh, not separated, but they kind of kept their businesses separate. Because if, once you start combining your businesses together, that could be a whole another slippery slope. Um, Jared did his own thing with like the people that were involved in his his little circle. And then um, Heidi kind of did her own thing with people in her circle. So I think, like, really, Jared didn't really talk much about his about his marriage. And I don't think I Heidi ever did either. And that's kind of the thing, is that when you're big personalities like that, you tend to not talk about a lot about your personal life. Unless you're Onision, of course. But um... yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> but... Especially his books. We're going to read his books. Oh, God, ew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But point being, whenever you keep a life, whenever you have a life online, you tend to keep it separate from your real life. And that's that's kind of for me, too. I don't divulge too heavily into my real life, and I don't divulge heavily into what I do online in real life. Because... Really, they're their own kind of separate thing. And Jared's kind of like the actual character of Jared, like pro Jared. He, he has a character for his YouTube channel. And then he has like whenever he does video game streams. So that's really the only time that you get to really see him as himself. And he, he even then he's never been one of those people who's been raw about his emotions. Because when you've been in this business as long as you have, as long as Jared's have, you don't tend to kind of talk about personal things about yourself. Jared really doesn't divulge too much into his personal life. And that's probably why he was so quiet about the whole thing with Heidi. Now, I think if they, I think like, I kind of knew that if anything bad were to happen, like it would just be this big public thing. Like when Ross and Holly broke up, he was like really quiet about it because he's just like, oh yeah, so statement. Me and Holly broke up, <laughs> but Ross has never been like Ross has been able to kind of just separate everything that's personal from his real from his from his YouTube life, and that's kind of a hard thing to do sometimes. But like I think to to be successful, sometimes you have to. It's okay to divulge in your personal life, sure, to divulge a little bit about yourself, but when it comes to relationships and things like that, especially online, I've had personal relationships used against me online before i know how it feels it sucks and like it's very much he it's very much he said she said kind of crap and it's like can we just not <laughs> because that's the hard part about having relationships and then bringing it online is nobody knows the full context of it so i don't i can't really say 100 percent whether or not jared was completely 100 percent devoted to heidi but i do genuinely believe that he did love her and I will say this too, okay. and this is something that um, you guys won't be able to really um, understand all that much because it's something along the lines of when we as men are told not to express our emotions in any way. What that what we're what they're trying to say is is that men are supposed to be the strong dominant types, and this is obviously a stereotypical thing that has no relevance in today's um, progressive age. But um, in the old days, I mean, especially when I was growing up, it was like, men, you cannot cry. You cannot do anything. You got to be exactly like Hank Hill, uh, in a sense. Um, 
Uh, the only time you can really react is if like something like uh, hilariously funny happens. Um, but you know, you can't express yourself to anybody because that's a sign of weakness. And that gets put into a lot of men's heads, especially by older, like father figures or caregivers that are men in general. Um, usually when it comes to, you know, that's almost why we almost go to our mothers a lot and we're mama's boys, mm -hmm. but it is something that we've always been told. And then when eventually when you get older and you go through all these troubles, you're not really that that mindset still keeps put into your head and you never you're never able to figure out what is wrong with you. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go to therapy. But I really don't want to express that because anybody can take that as a sign of weakness. Like, oh, you need therapy. I thought you were supposed to be a man type of deal. And, you know, a lot of times we were told it's not attractive to uh, it's not attractive to a woman to look at you and think that you're weak. The only person that – I mean women like strong men, and that's what they're attracted to. So you better be able to keep that up. Otherwise, you're going to be lonely for the rest of your life. So just put up with whatever you're dealing with and uh, just move on. So it's sexist on all accounts, that type of uh, lining that we were taught as kids. Um, yeah, and they it, still, is. And they, it is. And they still teach that to this day. I mean – I can give a few examples, but I'm not going to out anybody in my family or anybody in my friend group. So, but I know it does happen because I see it full hand, but I don't say anything because it's not my business. But I do see it. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, because it's like that, that is a lot of what men are taught or mm -hmm. what they hear growing up. But it's like, if I, you know, am in a relationship with a man and he's, you know, crying or feeling sad or wanting to talk to me about something, I'm not seeing that as weakness. I'm no. seeing that as honesty. You exactly. Know? Yeah, me he's too. Being, I, he is being honest <laughs> about how he's feeling, and right. I want to know that. Right. And, like, I never look at a, at a man. Like, if I ever see someone crying, like, I instantly just want to hug them, you know? Right, like, that's yeah. Like, response. It's, it's not like, oh, my God, grow up. It's like, oh, come here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, no, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's very antiquated thinking, all that. Yes. Bullshit, like, but yeah. Yeah. It, it, <sighs> yeah, sure, sure, women sometimes want strong men, but we don't need an overly strong man. We just want somebody, we want somebody who loves us for who we are. We want somebody who's protective of us in a sort of sense that it's like, you know, we want that that nice, that human side to them. You know, not just, I'm a big macho man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes my wrestling career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you need, uh, you need to start wrestling, Joey, because I need to ha have another bearded man that no, I'm obsessed with. I'm going to be a wrestling <laughs> manager. Like, that's my stance. Uh, we used to have somebody we used to have somebody in our Discord that was going to be uh, the prince, uh, the prince of SoCal, I believe, was going to be his nickname. And I said, "Well, if it ever becomes a thing, if whatever indie promotion you're in, fly me out and I'll be your manager. I'll talk for you." Because oh my uh, god, and uh, <laughs> it never did happen. I don't know if he actually actually went to the wrestling school, but I hope he did. Um, well, um, yeah. if your friend is listening at any point, um, Stoner U is a great place to go for um, for wrestling school. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I will shill the crap out of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we have we have a wrestling school down in uh, further south of me, but um, they don't do managers anymore because uh, managers are told. Uh, yeah, they're kind of uh, they're not they're kind of outdated now uh, in a sense. Yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, 
other comments anyway, from yep. the fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, Green Church Zone says, I'm thinking of cosplaying as Sakura from Street Fighter. Do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> so, that, so that way you don't have to dress up like Luigi again. Yes. Also, hi, Logan. I saw that you said hi to me earlier, so hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, uh, Logan. Okay, let's see. Yes, hi. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, where'd it go? Um, let's see. Uh, Sketchity says, also, Jeffrey Star had an audience since the MySpace days because he was in scene subculture, so he had a jumpstart on building an audience. Well, I mean, okay. so did Jared. I mean, if you think about it, they almost started out almost the exact same time, except Screw Attack. Uh, I mean, he was like 09, but, you know, MySpace was like 06. So it's like almost a three-year difference. I mean, yes, Jeffrey Star obviously was able to use social media to his advantage. It took Jared a little while longer, but they started almost the exact same time. So to say that, hmm. you, I mean, you could definitely say that Jeffrey had um, a, a, a faster rise because obviously Jeffree Star has got a personality unlike anybody I've ever seen in my life. Um, the guy is like fucking charismatic as hell. He's almost like Dwayne The Rock Johnson type of charismatic there. I mean, you can't ignore the man's talents. So, I mean, mm -hmm. Jared is like a yeah. very quiet and uh, – yeah, Jared is very quiet and he's kind of keeps to himself. And it takes a while to people to get past that exterior a little bit. I mean – well, I mean, when you wear your heart on your sleeve, obviously people are going to see that and be attracted immediately to it. But so mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like different personalities. So that's what I would say it, to that. Yeah, it pretty much is. And yeah. I, you know, I don't think like for my stances, I don't think Jared is as bad as like Onision. Um, <laughs> oh, no, but, I will say that Onision is like terrible, terrible. I mean, absolutely like, bad. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that. I, I, yeah. Will I be able to join you for Onision? Because yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I have been following him for years, and I've known somebody who debated who debated him. I'm friends with somebody who debated him. So, like, oh it's oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, not in a good way, but um, the, it, there's a lot of stuff that's happened recently too. Um, yeah, which is why oh. we're doing another episode on him. We're remastering it, so we're going to cover all the old stuff. Thank too. God, I yeah. was fussing at you about that. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> we're also going to uh, read his books too. So I know Logan wants to get on that as well. So oh God, yes, they're they're yes. deliciously horrible. Uh, <laughs> Mooney says, "Oh God, not Onision's books." <laughs> <laughs> oh yes Matata14 says good luck with the books should we start the GoFundMe for therapy in advance well uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be okay but I'll... It, it's basically just, just um, MySpace era uh, scene kid fanfiction I mean I uh, yes. published I mean look I, oh, I read we, I read four hours of my immortal um <laughs> I read. That was beautiful. I read about <laughs> about half of uh, the Empress Teresa book. And I still haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm probably gonna save that for after <laughs> the next season. So we'll probably read more of it. But um, yeah, that one. I mean, that one like set me off. Like reading like chapter four, or whatever, set me off. So yeah, that one got me more than my immortal. But I'll be okay with Onision. I I can handle it. Yeah. Not and... uh, not Jing though, because Jing says, "Please, Joe, I almost sought therapy after researching about Onion Boy." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I Jing, think. 
Yeah, Jing did oh, the uh, Jing did the research for uh, the both Onision parts that we did. Uh, there was some oh, stuff. Yeah, there was some stuff that we didn't cover. So I know she said like I there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't cover because I wanted to keep my scene. Yeah, no, I so. trust me. I fussed at you about that. I'm like, oh, did you cover Shiloh? Did you cover Laney? Did you cover any of these people? Oh my God, Joey! Yeah, like, Did you oh. cover the fact that uh, Onision used to be really good at playing the Joker? And I was like, oh, well, that's fitting, isn't and it? And then uh, anyway. Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> came and uh, did a better job. <laughs> like it's um, Ooh, the, the one thing I will say is that the thing that makes Onision the most disturbing is that looking at all of everything, everything that he's ever put out, he's one of the most narcissistic, narcissistic sociopathic people oh, yes. to have ever graced the world. And yet yes. people, YouTube hasn't even like deplatformed him yet. And like, he's, he's like, he will turn people against his, his um ex-girlfriends. He's caused so much damage to so many people. And yet he still has a platform on YouTube. And it's like, why? Because he gets a lot of fans. <laughs> Because you have to not re really. He has a lot of viewers, but he, when you look at his yeah. views, he really doesn't get a lot of views. Uh, yeah. Is it still enough to where they can say they can make money off of him? Still, I guess, but it's still a bit like considering he has like over a million, a million subscribers. Okay, they, um, yeah, they're not going to touch him because he has that much. They're they're probably going to say, "Oh, look, uh, look, this guy still does a lot for us, so we're gonna look." I mean, they almost got Steven Crowder. I mean, Steven Crowder's got like four times as many view of uh, subscribers as uh, Onision does. But the main thing is, is like, no, we're going to keep him on because, you know, we believe in freedom of speech and all that stuff. So they probably would do the same thing with Onision. I guarantee you. Uh, I'm just going to say after um, after the Chris Hansen interview with Sarah um, and other things and, and all the proof that's been given concerning that whole situation – it's not going to be a good look if YouTube does that no, because of that's not. I mean, that. Yeah, I he's, mean, um, YouTube already has a yeah. bad look as it is. I mean, I know I'm saying that on YouTube, but they already have a bad. <laughs> yeah. They already have a bad image already. I mean, just look at how they mm -hmm. handled that whole uh, uh, Steven Crowder Vox situation that got a lot of people demonetized, and that was one of the things. So I was like, okay, I'm not monetizing any of my videos now because if they're going to do this kind of stuff with. Uh, other people's channels because they deem it as too whatever, then I don't want to get, I don't want to get any money from them. So I demonetized all my shit. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Fight the power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys just got a sneak peek on the Onision episode. So yeah, no, it, soon. It, it's going to be interesting to talk about it for sure. Cause so, like uh, I said, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Or happy, or happy holidays. I should say. Yes, yes. It's not uh, Christmas. Black Friday hasn't happened yet. I'm not crying into a big ball of tears. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Logan says Hansen needs a Legends episode. Hansen? Chris Hansen. Oh, okay. yeah, Hansen. Oh, yeah. of course. God, I've been watching that. <laughs> I watched The Catch a Predator when it first came out, and I thought it was hilarious when it when it was like uh, when the, all the memes started happening. Uh, there was actually a ventrilo yeah. harassment video where somebody just like put on a Chris Hansen soundboard, and that is amazing. Yeah, it's like I'm Chris Hansen from Dentlay and NBC, and I like soft, sensual kissing. I like to make love. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he actually um, interviewed Sarah, the girl, um, you know, and, and 
when you look at the interview, you, you actually see him kind of tear up at one point. Yeah. It's, it's like, dang. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's, you it's, stuck with that for, like, even after Dateline NBC ended the whole series, he stuck with that whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, and he's I, definitely I say that says a lot about him, that, that he still wants to pursue that kind of, you know, thing that he wants to prevent people from harming other people. And, and um, I think it's a good thing what he's doing right now. You know, and what also I love about Chris Hansen is somebody paid him to uh, to uh, call out Steven Crowder because uh, Steven Crowder right now uh, refuses to debate this guy called Sam Cedar. And mm-hmm. so uh, Steven Crowder has this tendency to, uh, to debate college students on campus. So uh, Sam Cedar was like, well, I want to debate you, and I'm a political commentator. So why don't we, like, do something where we set up, like, a, a debate somewhere or whatever – and Steven has not responded to it, so people have been going online calling him Cold Feet Crowder. And they've been sending, like, socks to his house to try to warm up his feet. Um, and so somebody called Chris Hansen and said, Hey, Chris, can you, uh, can you uh, talk to Steven and try to see if he'll debate Sam? And so he did. Uh, it's, a, it's on Cameo, that app where you can pay uh, celebrities to uh, say things. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, so Chris Hansen's on there. And she's like, well, Steven, it's been said to me that you will not debate Sam. Uh, I, I need you to have a seat over here so that we can get this debate started. Um, <laughs> it, was so, it, it was so hilarious. It's, it, yeah. just, and this is going to be the last thing they mentioned about the Onision thing. But you remind me about the fact that Chris Hansen actually asked, like, Onision. He's like, hey, you know, how would you like to come on my show? Clear your name. And like Onision's like, I need like 320k well, before oh. I come on your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> He's like, I, well, I need that much money before I come on your show. And like Chris Hansen's like, uh, no. <laughs> Three, take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> I love it. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. <laughs> What a diva. <laughs> uh, he is very much a diva. <laughs> all right. uh, okay, any other comments? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is quite a few. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, why do not many people seem to know crying is the natural response to feeling too much? Like being overwhelmed by happiness, sadness, anger, etc. Or to be exact, it really... It is a biochemical release valve to dump out all the chemicals that make you feel stuff. And that's from uh, Mateta. Um, um, but yes, crying does help no matter who you are. Yes, but crying has been uh, demonized in our society because... Um, it, should, it should never have been. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we're still, we still live in a man's world. And uh, when it, in a man's world, you don't cry. That that's up that that that's up to the women to do all that for us. So that is obviously what's being said in people that are still trying to cling and clutch to their power. But obviously that's been changing <sighs> since 2015. Obviously more men yeah. are coming out and being like, no, I want to cry because I want to, and I want to. I want my partners to express that I'm crying. I want them to see that. And so they're changing all the time. But it's still like these these elitists that are just like. Oh no, we still need to cling and clutch to that because that's what. Yeah, exactly. It's America. So America. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, that is such a cute car. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Oh yes. By the way, that's the cat cruiser. 
It's so cute. Anyway, uh, let's see. Um, uh, Starfang says, perhaps being overwhelmed is a sign that you lack self-control or that you are insane. That's why it's looked down on when people do it, especially if you are supposed to be the man of the house and crap. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, especially if you're in that situation. (laughs) Yeah, no. Just, uh, uh, stupid stuff. Anyway, um, Logan says, I'm taking a creative writing class and I got amazing feedback, so I think that means that I'm a better writer than Onision. Publish me, please. Um, well, I think anybody's a better writer than Onision. <laughs> well, when we get this, um, when I decide to go public with this Legends of the Internet uh, fan fiction, we'll be like, put it under Legends Productions. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying. Um, I'm still trying to write. I'm still trying to come up with a story. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what we were talking about when uh, Logan says this, but he says, "Joe, let me on the call right now. I need to know more." <laughs> about. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't know what about. Yeah. I'm gonna make this statement. Yeah, I'm gonna Mooney make this controversial says, statement. Mooney says, "Settle down, Logan." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm re- about to make a controversial statement. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Chris Chan is a better writer than uh, than Onision. You know I what? Well, I can get behind so, that. I mean, well, I mean, people actually. I mean, <laughs> you could say that because you know, at least people kind of like adore Sonic Two in a way. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is like interesting to read. But at least with o- but with Onision, it's like, why did this come up into my feed? Why is this even yeah. like sold? At least with Christian, yeah. at least he's not harming anybody. And at least with Chris, no, no. I mean, that I, was, I mean, um... I, I mean, unless you don't like to the to see Sonic Two and Rose Two having sex and learning about how <laughs> the genitalia works. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that was that was a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, but I remember I think... uh, in this in this one video on YouTube uh, where it was a uh, Sonic Two lecture. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Probably have seen it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Immediately when he starts off describing the origin of Sonichu, this guy raises his hand and he's like, this makes five times more sense than I thought it was going to. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I kind of see that, you know, like, oh, I, I mean, it goes off the rails later, but apparently, you know, it's just it's just a kid expressing himself. It's fun. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Any others? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. Uh, Mateta says Onision said, "Pay me three fifty k," and also threatened to sue their shoe. Yeah, yeah. I think you mean show, but yeah, no, 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 no. no that, that's the no, that's the thing is that Onision's like, "Oh, I'll sue your shoe." And now that's becoming a running joke throughout the internet. <laughs> and like Mike, an actor, made a video, and he's like, "Come after it, you Onion Boy. Come after my shoe." <laughs> shoe <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah so. no people have been making fun of that even chris hansen's like apparently he wants to sue my shoe <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you gotta do it in that chris oh, hansen boy. voice he's like i think that he wants to sue my shoe <laughs> <laughs> yes uh starfang says chris chan is entertaining to look at especially when he's getting heated oh boy at least chris oh, chan's yeah. entertaining unlike onision yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see. Um, Mooney says, Hitsugi, about the writing of Onision, 
even Araki can do better than Onion Boy, despite his uh, moments where he forgets. Yeah. No, uh, no you're right. Well, like, like, here's the thing. Mooney with the JoJo references. I love it. <laughs> here's the thing. Most people, whenever they write something, it comes from the heart. They want to write something beautiful. They want to write something poetic. The one thing that I, I will say is that if anything that you can learn from Nissan's books is either he's trying to write something cringerly entertaining, which he fails at, or he's trying to get an in-depth look at his at at how he sees the world, which is disturbing. So that's kind of what makes it hard to read Onision books, is that you're just like, either he's taking this seriously, or this is just some really cringy crap that he wrote in high school. <laughs> well, I think, uh, as somebody once put it, uh, Onision still lives in high school. He, yeah, he looks like he's from even in a way he lives in high school still in a way that's even worse than Christian. <laughs> so you know. yeah, <laughs> you know the one thing I'll say: Chris has had his moments where you're just like, "No, let's not do that, Chris." <laughs> yeah, but in a way, he's not really harming anybody actively. Not like Onision. Like nope. Not, I'm not, not gonna make excuses that. for Chris, but nope, nope. <laughs> I, you know, I would, I would rather watch a Chris Chan video ten times than a Onision video. In fact, I don't watch Onision videos. I don't. I just see what right. other people say. Yep, nope. I don't watch either. Nope, don't monetize them. <laughs> mm -mm. Nope, nope. Yeah. Uh... But I'll have to for the Onision <laughs> video. So, unfortunately, no, no. Yeah. I mean, just VPN it. No, I'm not going to go that far. What? Just go on a VPN and just, like, look at it from a different, like, yeah, I'm not IP gonna, address? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Eh. Yeah. Fine, Joey. Uh, Be that way. I will. Any, uh, <laughs> any others? Um, <laughs> I guess regarding the uh, JoJo references, Mooney says, I know you love it, Joe. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. And that's something we need to get you guys uh, into. It, yeah. Well, sit me down sometime and show me, Joey. Well, it's on Crunchyroll. I, I mean, the first. Season... Show me your JoJo. No, I'm not. I told you. I told you uh, through messages just a bit ago that I'm starting to get into uh, Phoenix Wright more because yes. I never have yes. before, and I think it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yes, and I, and I and I did tell her that we were going to do the Phoenix Wright trilogy on here. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Well, you know that's how I actually started talking to Joey the first time around. Like when I first started talking to him, one of the first things we started talking about was Phoenix Wright, and I'm just like, this is gonna be my friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll have to hire. Gumshoe we'll have... is my favorite. Yeah. We'll have to get some voice actors when uh, we do the stream. I can do some voice acting. I know. Me too. That's why I'm saying, like, we need to get like voice actors to like do the characters. Yes, I'm on board. <laughs> hello, hello, I am the judge. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ghosty plays the judge in one of her, uh, in one of the voice chats she does for uh, her friend Bacon Stream. That is yes, a... yep. Uh, you guys might have heard of him. I don't know. Uh, Bacon Gooden on Twitch. Go check him out. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's been playing Phoenix Wright uh, lately, and he's been having some buddies and uh, in the voice chat read, and I got the, to be the judge, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, this is a very fitting voice, but you know what? I will try. Oh, one of my favorite ones to do is Winston Payne. What? Oh my god, me and my friends were doing that one day, and I started doing like, Yes, Mr. Wright! Like that. 
Now I gave Winston Payne a co- I gave Winston Payne a Coach Z from Homestar Runner voice when I first started doing voices for the for the uh, the game, and I was like, "Court is now in session for the trial." <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Prosecution is ready, Rainer. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. It's starting uh, to get late, and I actually do have to go eat and okay. try to get to bed. All right. Oh, but yeah. How uh, I'm, I'm glad how that I was. I'm, I'm back. I'm back, baby. That's yeah, right. All right. It's yeah. Well, thanks for okay. coming on. First of You're all. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be back for later episodes or whenever Joe's just like, hey, get your butt on Legends. Well, we do, we do I mean, we do yeah. have you for a few episodes we're going to do down the line, so. Uh, okay, great. I'll give you a heads up. I'll give you a heads up. Okay. Well, all right, everybody have a good night, and I'll see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> all right, so court, okay. court is still in session. Order, order. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, wait till part. Two. Well, wait till part two. You're gonna have. There's gonna be some. Wait till part. Uh, wait till game number two. I should say. Uh, there's some. Oh, there's, boy. there's gonna be some BDS involved in that. With uh, you, <laughs> with you playing the wait, judge. What? There's gonna be some uh, BDSM involved with you playing the judge. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean, but uh, you'll, maybe you'll, you'll, I'll see. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, I'm not spoiling anything for her. Yes, uh, DDZ says, this stream certainly was a stream. Yes, because we live in a society. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jing says, BDSM question mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering that too. I, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> All right, I'll just give you a hint. Uh, look up Fran- Fran- Francisca von Karma. Oh, I've heard that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody spoil it, M- Matata says. Yeah, no, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But then again, uh, I'm sure some of you have never played the game, so when we do it, um, we're going to entertain some of you guys with the with our voices for the entire thing. Yes. Oh, speaking of mine, my, my voice is going right now. Hold on, i got to take a drink. Okay. Yeah, this is something you'll have to get used to. It's like talking for a very <laughs> long time. Yes, I, uh, I'm, I'm not quite used to it, but, you know. <laughs> We're opening your vocal cords, uh, especially when you do more of the judge, because those cases get longer and longer. <laughs> do, do I have to be the judge? Well, no, but, the, uh, I mean, the, you've already... The, the ghosty judge? <laughs> Ooh, court is now in session. Ooh. Yes. Order, order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What else is on here? Um, um, Mooney says, I admit I am shy on voice acting. No, no, it's okay. It's I I think that you should do voice acting with us when we do that, because that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be an invitation. (laughs) Unless, of course, we were doing uh, Catherine. I think she would be on board with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, scrolling up. Uh, Logan says, Chris is so immature, unlike me. Remembers that I'm an unemployed virgin sitting in a room full of toys and video games. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. 
it's okay to be young at heart, as he says, but don't take that too far. <laughs> yeah, just don't make videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logan says, Ghosty, did you ever watch the Room DVD that I gave you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, God. Did. did you finally watch the movie? <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm a lifelong fan, you know? Thought maybe it was just going to be a silly passing fancy, but nope, the room, it's always going to be a part of me. <laughs> oh, that's going uh, to always be a part of me. I mean, my God. <laughs> you're kidding, aren't you? Nah, you're <laughs> tripping yourself. <laughs> oh, hi, Danny. Oh, oh hi, Danny. <laughs> What movie are we going to see? <laughs> well, you see... Oh, Danny, don't think about it. It's too much to think about. <laughs> Might not turn out right. <laughs> <laughs> what a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you did you want to take a turn reading some comments or uh, oh, I don't anything even, like that? I, or? I don't even have it up right now. Oh, you don't? Okay. Remember, I'm playing... Uh, I'm in the kitty car. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Here, let's get uh, some weeds. <laughs> uh, um, if there's, there's any... a game based on the room, it's really good. Yeah, Mate, yeah. I, I, I saw PewDiePie play that, I think. Oh, the Newgrounds version? Yeah. Yeah, and like I think Oni did the music and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like there's yeah. moments of a Pokemon battle. I was just like, like, chip, 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 chip. And then Mark I takes, love it. And then Mark takes off his... It. I love Mark's attack. It's like, <laughs> here, look at my sexy body. And then, of course, yeah. Chris Then R. the opponent blushes and is yeah. damaged. <laughs> it's like, and then you throw a football at him, and then he's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, Chris R has a gun that he just straight up shoots. <laughs> yeah, and they still live. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. I'm invincible. I'm like the James Bond character in Goldeneye. I'm invincible. I'm impervious to bullets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Ding. Bond. Well, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jing says, I can do Mommy Dearest. Mommy What's Dearest. That? that sounds familiar. I just don't know what she's referencing. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, uh, what else? Unless she's talking about Morgan Fay from the second game. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, Logan says, Joe, I still haven't read that one volume of JoJo manga that I bought because I had to finish the Evangelion manga. Once I finished that, I just went back to Star Wars novels. Oh, <laughs> uh, you still got to get into the anime. It's like, it's like <laughs> yes. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get people into the anime of JoJo. Oh, yeah. I I have no experience with it, so oh, maybe you could yeah. uh, convert me. <laughs> yeah, yep. You'll be a fan once I'm done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh boy! I I I I've converted uh, Mooney into a JoJo fan, and now she can't stop doing JoJo references. Yes. And she also uh, got me into Italia too, so I'm very grateful for that. Oh, I I have heard of that. I'm not familiar though. What got me into it was the idea that uh, Italy was a uh, it was humanized, and the first words out of his mouth were pasta. I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. 
<laughs> pasta. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's about all I can speak <laughs> of that language. Oh, I'm, I'm making uh, I'm making Sunday gravy tomorrow, so there's gonna be pasta and uh, meatballs and sausage galore. Ooh, that sounds good. It is. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. Mateta says, is the anime easier to get into than the manga or? Yes. Okay. Okay. And plus it's a uh, lot funnier. Yeah. Oh. Because <laughs> there are a lot of funny moments that the manga could just not encapsulate. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. If there's... Oh, I think, let's see. There's a continuation of, uh, let's see. Oh, if there's Where's no the more, then we can just end it. Yeah. Uh... Um... Oh, and Mooney says, take it from me, ghosty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> About mm -hmm. JoJo. Yep, she knows. Yes. Um... Oh, Jing says, uh, I impersonated Mommy Dearest in this Cinema Snob episode. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot Yeah, when she was a part of that episode, she really went into the movie and it was like, oh my god. That was that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do have a role. Really says, but I do have oh, a role. <laughs> I do have a role for you, Jing, in the Phoenix Wright, because I think it encapsulates Mommy Dearest to its best form, but that's not until the second game, so I'll uh why don't we acquire voice actors for this? We'll, uh, I'll, I'll get in touch with you, Jing. Oh, I want to be, um, I want to be the, uh, the lady who dresses like she's from the twenties and she has a big cigarette. I want to be her. Oh, you want to be Velasquez? <laughs> yeah. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, but she's, she's cool. I like her style. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Mooney says, I still need time to watch some more Diamond is Unbreakable. Yes, that's part four of JoJo. Ah, okay. Uh, DZD says, the, the manga is still a classic. Yes, uh, but it's not as good as the anime. Oh, opinions. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't, I don't think there's much more here. All right. Well, in that case, we'll yeah. end it right now. Guys, so next up, okay. next up on Legends, we got Boogie2988. Yes. That's who's got coming up next. So we're going to go into the rise and fall of Boogie. Uh, we'll also talk about some stuff he did with uh, Jesse Ridgway in the Psycho series uh, because he was a, a character in those videos. So we'll be talking oh. about him and that and also his um, – his uh, little stint that he had with the Nita Sarkeesian at uh, one of those uh, VidCons. Because uh, I know there was something that came out of there. Um, that also happened with mm -hmm. Sargon yeah. of Akkad, so we'll talk about all that. So guys, thank you so much for listening yeah. to this episode of Pro Jared. And uh, thank you so much for listening to our ramblings at the end with the comments. We're going to do more of that. <laughs> with, we're going to do more of it next time with Legends. We'll also read your comments. So uh, we're going to do these every Saturday. Uh, around this uh, time at 8 o'clock. So if you're going to appear for the live show, 
Uh, please be there around 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays. We'll be doing those Legends episodes then. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcasting platforms, um, I know you're listening like after we already do it, but thank you so much for tuning in. And for Ghosty and for me, we'll end the show now, and we'll catch you all guys next time. And so then, yeah. bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye.